0: Were you thrilled by last week's thrupalicious throwdown? You thirsty for more threesomes to threaten the back of your throat? Then this thrifty three-themed episode is so hot you'll need a thermometer. Think I'm through with TH words? Well, fuck to fuck you, motherfuckers.
1: Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports.
2: are the fn podcast for fn fans of fn sports teams every episode we explore the heartbreak horror and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan i am your pessimistic host and detroit fan the man in the michigan hat and i'm here with my miserable co-host and chicago fan furious george furious what are you
0: pissed about today oh Football season's here. That's we'll talk about that about later. later. No, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. Actually, all I wanted to do is follow up on something. So last week I introduced uh, you all to Das <laughs> Asnas, the restaurant. If you don't know, I'm t- if you don't know what I'm referring to, just listen back to that episode. Um, but Das Asnas is a Amish restaurant in um, <laughs> Middlebury, Indiana. The, the Amish, notably aggressive. <laughs> yes. Dutch is the same as German, isn't it? I mean, basically the same thing. <laughs> no one could possibly be offended by that statement.
2: <laughs> um, anywho. Europe, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aren't Belgian waffles the same as, like, German waffles, too? <laughs> I, I, don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Belgian, and then there's Belgium, Germany. I don't know. I will say That that whole area is just too complicated for me to understand. Spoken like a true American. (laughs) I don't understand it. So it it scares me. (laughs) And I will now make fun of it. (laughs) 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 Um, So, Das das. has Last week I was making fun of the fact that they... um, They had a large emphasis on their... And on radio advertisement for employment seeking employment, they're not seeking employment, they're seeking people to seek employment. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Nothing like using an electronic advertisement for people who don't use electronics.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they used radio airwaves for their ad tells you all you need to know about this restaurant of what kind of people they're targeting to work there, but they very much (laughs) were like, I mean, they're just like, oh, well, don't forget you get a free lunch. You get a free lunch. You free lunch. And we talked last week about how the food there, you've been there, I've been there. It's like heavy noodles, mashed potatoes, deep fried chicken, pot roast, like green beans. Um, then they have like a salad bar. You can get a pie, piece of pie afterwards. Like, And then it's like sweet tea to drink. Like It is like mm-hmm. hefty, hefty, hefty comfort food. Not, so if you... Not, not trademark. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> comfort food. Comfort food. Yes. At
2: <laughs> Das Essenhaus. So if you ever want to eat eight pounds of family-style food and then go work the rest of your shift, uh, Das Sesson House is the
0: place for you. Yes. But I wanted to follow up because there were some more cringy details. So I, I heard oh. the ad again okay. uh, like a day afterward, and I know I texted you about it. Um I'm too lazy to look up in my phone, so I'm just gonna go off of memory. But one thing I remember very distinctly that I had forgotten to share on last week's episode was that they start the ad by saying, "I can't, I couldn't believe this." You've heard the saying, "There's no such thing as a free lunch." <laughs> 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 and then, of course, they're they really leave. hammering that point home, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but, but now you, now you can if you work at Das <laughs>
2: Have you ever wanted a friendly free lunch environment where you can have a free lunch with free lunch coworkers? <laughs> <laughs> they What's uh, your culture all about?
0: <laughs> free lunch. <laughs> they they also Yeah, what are your benefits? Well, we have free lunch. Uh this medical plan has um has like a one million dollar deductible, but you get free lunch with it, so that's good. <laughs> blue cross free shield lunch, free lunch shield. what's your, yeah
2: what kind of uh, what's your 401k plan look like well you can have
0: 401 oh free lunches in a year <laughs> dang that's a lot of lunches that's a lot of lunches that's like 50 more lunches than you need all right so
2: i went to Essen house's <laughs> website i scrolled down first okay. thing apply today love he love it here join our team Let's see what the first thing that shows up when I click join our team. So you can pick locations. Uh, keep going. I'm going to try to apply. Okay.
0: So I, I'm really hoping it said something about free Is lunch. It, anyway, uh,
2: Middlebury? Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Okay. So the other detail I remembered was that they were talking about, they were like, you know, it's a great work environment and we have like the most delightful customers ever or whatever. And my—if you guys don't know, like listeners, you probably don't know, but <clears throat> Essen House, the like customers that regularly go there, are it. like old <laughs> rural white people. You really think that that room full of Karens is gonna be the best working customers mm. you can deal with? Like, it sounds. I'm great. sorry.
2: So, yeah. free meal is listed under both work benefits and job type. <laughs> oh, my word. Job type. So, job what? type. No Sunday hours. Full or part-time positions. Work rotating schedules. On the job training. Pay starts at 15 an hour. Free lunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the job training. What do they need to train you with? Like, this is how you how clean you, a this plate. This is how you eat like, your free
2: lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the order we recommend eating your free lunch. Yeah,
0: this is the ideal way to stack your plate with as much food as possible. <laughs> really, the whole job is just eating lunch. This is the ergonomically <laughs> proper way to, <laughs> eat, to eat during a 30-minute lunch break. Am
2: I ever going to learn how to run the cash register? Just,
0: just eat your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I It awesome. was so jarring to me. I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, anyway, so I, I still will find... I still will make it my life's mission to find the audio of that ad so I can like play it on the air. Yeah. Um, but you go ahead with what you're mad about. That's awesome.
2: Um, so relating to football and specifically fantasy football, which I'm not mad about. It's exciting. It's a fun part of the year. I made a brutal mistake in our fantasy football league. So we're in a league together and with Richie also from the network. Um, where you draft two quarterbacks, which is interesting. It's a fun way to you know get to use some of the quarterbacks who normally wouldn't be. It's great. I always find a way to screw it up. And so this year what I did is I drafted two quarterbacks who both have the same bye week, Tom Brady and Trevor Lawrence, week 11 buys. and you're only able to have three quarterbacks on your roster. So I was in a tough spot where I was either going to have to trade somebody, cut somebody week 11 to bring somebody else on. Thankfully, one brave, beautiful soul stepped in to save the day and traded me, uh, traded me Mac Jones for Trevor Lawrence. So it was kind of a win-win. Got me out of a tough spot. So I'm forever in his debt. I will do. Don't tell him I said this, but I'll do anything, and I mean anything he wants me to do.
0: I'll make sure to tell him that's pretty special. Yeah. Um, all right, so I haven't found the audio yet, but I did find this picture that I'm going to put up here okay. for you and I to see. It's I know the great audio. <laughs> li- yeah, I know listeners can't see this, but you can do your best to explain it. Okay. Just look at the expression on this person's face. Oh, I should have made that. Hold on. Let me. Oh, I messed it up. Oh. I messed it up, everybody. Hold on. But what I want you to do once I get this is I want you to do the best you can to describe the look on this person's face and tell me, does. She really looked happy to be working at Das House. Okay.
2: <laughs> what in the get out is this picture? <laughs> so it's this lady with like a vague shimmer of sweat holding what looks to be 45 pounds of Das House food, which is probably just one free lunch. Um, and she just, she looks a mixture of constipated and terrified. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. She does not look... How is she holding that platter? So that's about six pounds of green beans. I mean, it's a Photoshopped image, but yeah. Uh, Mashed (laughs) potatoes. Yeah.
0: Is that a cup of gravy or like coffee creamer? There's no coffee. Apparently. It's probably gravy,
2: gravy, right? Stuffing and... I I forgot about stuffing.
0: It's literally... Essenhaus is like, hey, it's the middle of July, but I want Thanksgiving food. (laughs) (laughs) Let (laughs) me... So let's let's go. Let's go over. <laughs> Test it out. That is true. It's, it's so basically weird. what it is.
2: Which to me, like Thanksgiving's a great holiday, and I love Thanksgiving food. But once a year is enough for me, honestly. Like all, I could go. I'd I love, could go for twice. Sure. Like I'd love chicken twice. anytime, or I love. But like to do the whole thing—chicken and stuffing and green beans and mashed potatoes—like it's like, okay, I don't eat all that very often. Like yeah, like I would. Give me three of those things,
0: right? You know? Exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah, yep, and pie. But oh, of course, yeah, pie for every the meal. The pie. Listen, I know we're making the pie, pie this elite. restaurant. You know, you, if you are a pie person, you've got to go uh, get a cream pie from Dasso's. Oh,
2: <laughs> stuffing and cream pie, my two favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> And free lunch. After stuffing, can I get a cream?
0: <laughs> oh, oh man. Um but no for real, their pecan pie. Yeah. It, like aka I what I what I prefer is nut pie. Oh. <laughs> for a nutty cream pie. <laughs> yup. Oh. A nice sweet nut pie. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, pecan pie is my favorite. It's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it is good.
0: Okay. <laughs> on shall, that we, note,
2: sh- <laughs> shall we move on? I say that a lot on these episodes. On that note, because <laughs> we're usually making some terrible transition. Speaking of nutting, college oh. football is here. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is.
0: The most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> so... Week zero happened. Did you watch anything on week zero? I watched
2: almost everything in week zero, my good sir. Did you
0: actually? Yep. Did you stay up for a Vandy Hawaii? I tried. I fell asleep like a typical old man. When did they start?
2: I, I went to started like 9.30. o'clock that day. Central. It started 10.30 your time. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Which is like morning in hawaii but <laughs> I, know. I looked at the screen it was like why is it so bright there
0: <laughs> i i there was one game last year i want to say it was like fresno state in hawaii yeah and i remember staying I, I don't know you and i were up talking about like gambling and stuff and i had like i, I don't know i was doing laundry or something so i just stayed up and was watching it mm-hmm. for a little while but yeah it was like it's like eleven thirty at night where i'm at and it's like three o'clock in hawaii so It just weird. looks like yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. So um, yeah,
2: it was great fun was had by all. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah, Scott Make Frost sure he- has
0: already lost his job. Did he actually? <laughs> no, unofficially. Oh, <laughs> that's the Nebraska's head coach, right? Mm-hmm. He's been on Make the hot sh- seat for five years. <laughs> Make sure you all check out, by the way, the Shoot Your Shot Scorecast. We are back mm-hmm. doing that every week with our picks for the weekend. This week should be extra spicy because of more college football picks more significant schools i'm doing a ton of prep already for this week's i will not be because i don't have the time but good for you well <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that it's i will them be to listen <laughs> nothing will <laughs> i haven't done any prep if you like my impromptu hey you list. finished above 500 last week i did how about that yep you and you were shaming me for my Hawaii pick. I finished or my Vandy pick. Two. My Vandy pick.
2: Yeah, that was a really rough pick. <laughs> that like I said in the group message. That's one I was second guessing all the way up till kickoff. That was a rough, rough, rough game. It wasn't even close. No, it was not. <laughs> Michigan's gonna beat Hawaii by ninety points.
0: Yeah, because I definitely think Michigan's better than Vandy. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: so. Which I'll get to that because that actually is relevant to my Michigan preview, but we'll talk about that.
0: But. Well, why don't you jump into it? So we got Michigan versus... Michigan versus Colorado
2: State week one. I have no thoughts on that. doesn't matter. Is that the Rams? Yep, it is. Somebody's going to get rammed on that field. Um, and then Hawaii week two... I'm not, I have no thoughts on either game. If Michigan loses either game, it will be... Why are you
0: previewing week two? There will be another episode of Frustration Nation before. So, what's interesting okay. about Sorry. this,
2: if you would <laughs> listen, <laughs> is Michigan has announced, have you seen this, that they're going to be... C- Cade McNamara, who started all of last year, oh, is going yeah, to I start this. week one. And then the five-star, super-hyped backup who kind of came in and out occasionally throughout the year, much more dynamic and explosive, but less experienced, he's going to start game two. I don't remember this ever happening. Maybe it has, where a coach has announced, not only is there a quarterback battle, but the first two games of the year, we've already decided, this quarterback's going to start game one, this one's going to start game two, we'll name a a starter after that. That's very interesting to me. I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea, I've seen a lot of people with very hot takes on both sides saying this is the smartest thing ever done. This is the worst idea. The program's falling apart. The real mm. truth is obviously somewhere in the middle. I don't know what I think about this.
0: Can I can I spitball a little bit without yeah. being in, without being in the Michigan zeitgeist yep. and like just kind of taking in <clears throat> that story, that idea I'm sure there's some people that are freaking out saying, Oh, Jim Harbaugh just doesn't know or he, he's un- he's afraid to commit to one or, or the other. Mm-hmm. There's also probably people who are saying, Oh, well, this is hurting the team because it's not giving them a clear leader right. of who is like you know the head Which guy. Which Cade was named a captain, so that's kind of tricky too. And I can understand both of those arguments. Yeah. Um but to me, I don't necessarily think it's I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if Jim Harbaugh doesn't truly know who's the better quarterback between the two, because right. frankly, you based have two on what bye you, weeks.
2: you basically have two more weeks of training camp. Honestly,
0: well, and based on what you've seen, first, first there's that which is great, great advantage for Michigan. They don't, they don't play anybody for a few weeks, mm-hmm. so you can kind of test it out, but. Also, I mean, both quarterbacks played pretty competently and well last year. Yeah. Um and it's fair to give them both a shot to prove themselves. And really, you might think that's, you know, some people might think that's negative, but it's going to be motivating for both quarterbacks. You might get the best football out of both of them that ever because they're trying to win, you know, the job. Um
2: yeah, I agree. With I could that. see
0: Michigan like Old old timey Michigan loyalists being like, "Cade beat Ohio State, so we must keep him as the starter." Yeah, and that part is tough because, like, emotionally, I'll always
2: appreciate that. But yeah, his ceiling's clearly not as high as JJ McCarthy's. But my question's just okay <laughs> if Harbaugh doesn't. And let's really be real, it was
0: wasn't it more Hassan Haskins and was. Hutchinson that were winning the?
2: Cade didn't even throw for a touchdown in that game. He had some good throws, yeah. but he he didn't beat Ohio State. You know. Um I I don't know. JJ has a higher ceiling for sure. Like, I, he's made – he's only thrown the ball, like, t- 10 or 15 times at Michigan, and two of those throws were, I think, the best throws I've ever seen by a Michigan quarterback. So he's got crazy potential. His his floor is probably lower, though. Like, he's – Cade is a game manager, and that's not, a, like, a slight. He manages the game really well. He doesn't a turn A game the ball manager? Over. He's a game manager. <laughs> um. <laughs> He Like, he does it well. It, it is very much like the Kaepernick versus Alex Smith situation, mm-hmm. which Harbaugh also coached. Um, which is interesting. So that's very interesting. Has anyone
0: that. made that connection? Probably. I don't know. Because if it. not, you should tweet that out. That's pretty brilliant, actually. But
2: it is. It's like you have the incumbent starter, the game manager. He's had a lot of success for you, but you have the potential of this other guy. I don't know. Like to so me this feels what like the... a play to try to have neither guy transfer, honestly. Like I think he probably knows who he wants
0: at this point. I would hope. I don't know. What are, what are their years? How many more years of eligibility do they have? So Cade
2: I think graduated cuz he transferred, but all everybody gets a free COVID year. Plus he's they both have redshirted. I think Cade is a sophomore technically and JJ now is a freshman.
0: So whoever you what? start kate's only a sophomore or no i think
2: junior and sophomore but they get a bonus covid year so that's the basically what they are is sophomore and so freshman.
0: kate has two years jj has
2: three basically is what i think saying. they get a covid year though so an extra each maybe i'm wrong it's at okay. least two and three if okay. not three and four yeah I don't know if they don't like declare for the draft, before, right? Then. Obviously, which if okay. they do, it's I've seen other people say, "Well, if you put JJ in, he's gonna have a great year and get drafted." Good, like I don't is that a fat, <laughs> right? Is that a bad? That's thing? like
0: <laughs> that's like when Bears fans are like. <laughs> Well, what if the problem with Luke Etsy is what mm-hmm. if he gets poached as a head coach next year? Yep. You're telling me that he'd be good, enough, run a good enough offense that he'd be hired as a head coach. Am I, Sign me up. Right. Yeah. Lions
2: fans say the same thing about Aaron Glenn. They're like, oh, we already interviewed last year for a couple jobs. We're gonna lose him if the defense improves too much. All right. See ya. <laughs> Give us a good year on your way out. You know. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I. <laughs> Part of me wants the sizzle and the hype of JJ just because I think, like, Cade can get you to a point. I think if you're going to talk, though, about, like, can we make the playoff and win a playoff game, you need a dynamic quarterback. Like, that's just the way the game's gone. Um, I just – it's like, what are they going to show you, though? What happens if Cade goes out, very standard Cade performance, two touchdowns, no picks – 180 yards and the run game dominates and then a very safe. Yeah. And then JJ goes out there and he throws four touchdowns, one pick and has 600 yards. It's like, okay, well it's against Hawaii. So then what do you do? If you bench Cade, Cade's going to be like, okay, really? I went out, I won the big 10. I beat Ohio state, you know, like, and then I'm going to lose the game or lose my job because of Cade's stats against Hawaii. But then if Cade, keeps his job jj is gonna say what else do i have to do you know like it kind of the pessimistic part of me wonders that this is kind of a lose-lose um
0: so i don't it's know it's interesting you bring up the whole thing like maybe this is a last ditch effort to keep him from transferring yeah i would worry that if that's the case i would worry the worry that you could lose both guys that would be the ultimate twist of irony yeah. but no but seriously like if you're like drawing both drawing both guys along like you know, oh, I just need another week to determine who's yeah who's starting or whatever. If I'm like,
2: either of those guys, I just say I'm not playing these games. Like JJ, he could go to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, like a big name SEC school, or like yeah. there's probably almost any school in the country he could go to and start this year. So this off season, I'd be like, come on, like I'm gonna compete for this job, but don't string me along. I'm gonna transfer if I don't get the job. You know,
0: is JJ? Um, is
2: he a five star? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could... So, I don't know. I, you don't see five stars just sit on the bench their whole career. No. Especially if he's got to wait until Cade graduates, which could be his... He has one year, then, to start for Michigan. There's no way. You, you don't risk your whole well, that career was a large, waiting on the bench.
0: That was a large reason why, the, why Notre Dame... After Notre Dame got C.J. Carr to commit, who's a five-star QB, yep. they lost Dante Moore, who they had... Like a verbal commitment from, and we're like ahead of everyone else. That's just how it and then works. You know, he went to Oregon because C.J. Carr <laughs> mm-hmm. is a five star, and he committed. Like, if you're a five star so,
2: and there's another five star on the roster, you're just gonna people will say, "Oh, it's soft" or whatever. It's just being smart with your career.
0: You're gonna go somewhere where you know you can start. Because yep. You only get and, to do this once. <laughs> I mean, I would be tempted if I was a five star. To be honest it sounds crazy but i would go almost central be central michigan or something well i was gonna say i would almost be tempted to go fcs like if, if everywhere yeah. else is a five star especially when you've seen so many
2: fcs guys get drafted the past few years
0: yeah like trey lance like carson wentz like they're great examples Josh Allen of that was too right And i mean it's it's interesting just college well yeah he's wyoming is wyoming i don't know if they're fcs one but i know two. they suck well in any case you're right yeah. um it's been interesting this year in college landscape the amount of people committing to um, Jackson State because of mm-hmm. Dion. Uh, Dion, yeah, yep. um, Coach Prime. It's really interesting, and it'll be fascinating. I'm, I'm because re- Jackson State. I know they're an HBCU. Are they? Uh, also, are they like Division Two? They're not Division One. I. I don't think so. I'm not sure, but they've had like
2: true five stars go there. Yeah. Which is
0: what's crazy. They had, I think I saw they had like the top cornerback prospect in the I nation. I think he was the over. top corner
2: and he was like a top five prospect total in the entire nation. He went
0: to Which Jackson is crazy. State. I mean, good for him. Like, I'm like, yeah. Since like Jackson State doesn't affect Notre Dame like in any way whatsoever. So I'm like low key cheering. I'd rather for him. have that
2: than go to Ohio State, right? I don't know. I just, in general, I don't get all worked up about recruiting both good and bad. It's like, Plus you get all hyped up about something and then they end up decommitting and go somewhere else. It's like, so I don't worry about it, but the whole NIL thing and stuff has definitely changed stuff. So anyway, all that being said, I wonder if this Michigan thing is just kind of a play to try to keep both guys. If he really doesn't know, I, th- there's that expression. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I think both of these guys are legitimate, really good quarterbacks. So it's, it's not that you have two guys and you're not sure if either of them can start. I think it is actually that both could be very good starters. It's just a tough choice, and like that's, but that's what you pay a Harbaugh to do. And so I would. Part of me does think, like, could you have not have figured this out before the season started? I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. It's a, it's an
0: experiment that will drastically affect my emotions. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Well, speaking of drastically affecting emotions but for you again will be this week this be almost a bigger oh, for me. Uh, honestly almost a bigger game for you yeah. than Michigan Colorado State honestly
2: in a lot of ways yeah is
0: Notre Dame number 2 oh, Ohio State against number 5 Notre Dame and so Notre Dame is on the road the first awesome. the first regular season game of coach Marcus Freeman's career um night game yep like 7:30 eastern time it's it is you know they're totally setting it up to be the game of week one these are rough too if you're
2: a fan and week one is a night game because not only is it a huge game you're already hyped up for but you have to sit around and watch other teams play all day all day just being nervous yeah
0: yeah um, well, fortunately for me, I will be, I'm actually going to be out of town. <laughs> so I'm hoping to, I'm going to find a TV somewhere to watch the Notre Dame game, but I don't know how much other football I'm going to watch this weekend. That helps. Um, so, but anyway, um, I, honestly, I don't even have that much to say about this game. I'm look, other than I'm lo- looking forward to it yeah. more than anything. I'm just looking forward to see what Notre Dame looks like under Marcus Freeman and Ohio state right out of the gate is a great measuring stick. However, at the same time, nobody expects Notre Dame to beat Ohio State. So, like, even mm-hmm. though it's a good measuring stick, it's his first game. And it's the first game of the season for both of these teams. Like, it's hard to judge what to expect exactly. Yeah. And so, like, because my fear is, like, even if – like, what if Notre Dame comes out and wins this game? What if they edge them out, like, you know, it's like a 35-34 to 34 victory where mm-hmm. it's like they just barely beat them. Pe- you know, people are going to be talking about Notre Dame – I mean, heck, Notre Dame could shoot up to like number two in the rankings. Yeah, it'd be crazy. But what if then, you know, like a couple weeks later, you lose to Stanford or whoever they play? Like, yeah. like it's it's the ups and downs of a new head coach that I'm mm-hmm. anticipating going into the season. I think Marcus Freeman is an elite recruiter. He's made that evident that that is like a very, very strong skill of his the question is how does he do as head coach i think he gets the buy-in from players which is a great first step but what about other all the other in-game situations that are required of a head coach is he calling in what, plays or no no okay he's a defensive head coach so oh, tommy right. reese is our offensive coordinator that's right, yeah. um but also tommy reese this is the first brian kelly always had kind of like a a stranglehold on Tommy Reese's offensive play calling. Mm -hmm. So Tommy Reese has, it is all his show. So that's cool. Yeah. I just, so it is cool. And there's a lot of opportunity and, you know, ideally with Reese and Freeman being young, ideally they're both hits and Notre Dame is like an elite team for the next, you know, 15 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this is where it all starts. So my expectation, and I think I've said it on the show before, is so ohio state currently is favored by 17 and a half points which that seems seems kind of crazy it seems too high to me i do think that it's possible for notre dame to lose by three scores but i'm hoping that the under the new coaching staff which gives motivation um i am hoping and and tyler buckner now is officially quarterback one which Mm -hmm. is like a big deal I'm not expecting Notre Dame to win this game, mm-hmm. but I am hoping for losing by no more than 10 points. And I'm hoping for not falling any further than like, maybe like number 15 or 16 in the rankings. Yeah. Like that's because what I'm hoping for. To build
2: back up. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, in an ideal world, obviously you beat Ohio state or maybe even if not that you push them to overtime and you lose in overtime, so then it's like a respectable, t- yeah. I feel yeah. like you come out of that, people are higher on
2: Notre Dame. If you win, if you lose a close game, people are going to be higher on Notre Dame than they were before the season started.
0: So, yeah, I'd agree with that. But I mean, they're already high though; they're five, which that to me seems too high. But if, if Notre Dame on.
2: loses a close game to Ohio State and stays in the top ten, I'd feel better about them being.
0: Number five. Yeah,
2: I'd feel better about them being number five with a loss if it was a really close loss to Ohio State, honestly. Which I know they'd still drop. But, yeah. It's interesting. It's kind of – you're in a good spot, though, where it's like if you lose, it's not like your season and your life is going to be ruined. You know, you're like, hey – Well, for multiple reasons.
0: You know. One – If you're gonna lose a game in college football, losing the first game of the season, Mm -hmm. especially against a super tough opponent, is the best case scenario because if you can win out the rest of the way. Yeah. If you if you win out the rest of the way, you have a great shot for a playoff or a significant bowl game. Yep. Um so there's that. And ultimately, like we like you said and like I said, if you lose it's like it's Marcus Freeman's first game. Like he went back to Ohio State where he came from. Like, mm-hmm. you could run down the list of why this is a tough game for Notre Dame, yeah. and it would totally be justifiable to lose the game. Notre Dame or Ohio State is a huge chip on their shoulder this year,
2: too, after how last year ended, for sure. Like, you're catching them at a really tough time. It's a lot, yeah. yeah and it's like, I think the worst, the only thing that could be bad for Notre Dame is if they get absolutely blown out. But even yeah. if that happens, people are going to laugh and make jokes for, like, since it's the last game of that week, laugh and make jokes until Thursday when in the NFL starts and people won't care anymore. Yeah. Once the next then, week's start, you know, it's just like Notre Dame starts climbing back up in the rankings and nobody cares anymore. So
0: But where it becomes more of a story, so your three other big opponents after Ohio State are BYU, USC, and Clemson. Yeah. And the bigger story is You can't lose all you, those games. Yep. No, you can't. And if you get blown out by Clemson as well, yeah. then that's also then a problem. People remember so, the
2: Ohio State game and say, well, see, remember they also did this. Yeah, you're right. But so. the way
0: you the way you have to look at it as a Notre Dame fan, listeners, is if you lose to Ohio State, you have to look at those other three games as opportunities mm-hmm. to like show for Notre Dame to show how where they are their growth. Yeah, um, you
2: still have the whole season in front of you. If, when Michigan lost to Appalachian state, it felt like their season was over. Like there's some yeah. games you lose and it's like, it's devastating to you. <laughs> this yeah. one would not be like that. You can and still make the playoff.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, cause Michigan's um, going to beat
2: Ohio state. So
0: ultimately I think you yeah, have right. Uh, ultimately <laughs> I think not, you know, I think I've said to like nine and three to me is like the absolute bare minimum you need to be. Mm-hmm. Ideally you're 11 and one. Or, you know you're a 12 and 0, 11 one 10 and two yep. and if you can do that, you're respectable where you're not losing recruits. you' you don't lose any ground in your recruiting game. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you might be even gaining ground. but if you fall below that nine win mark, that's where things start to get dicey. So, yeah.
2: I could see nine wins not hurting you. I think if you win 10 games, it does help your recruiting because people say, yeah. he came in year one and didn't miss a beat
0: from Brian Kelly being gone, right? You know, and it's not even right. his
2: guys yet. You know, like I think that helps recruiting for sure. So, super interesting. So, it, yeah, all right, we'll see.
0: Well, shall we
2: uh move on to the main event, the main course of our free
0: lunch? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we are are... the fn podcast (laughs) that's right okay so last week episode you heard us preview the afc the american football conference frauds what is that that can only mean one thing right Hmm. that this week we're doing the nfc makes sense if you recall last week after every division conversation and preview and over unders of wins and all that conversation, we gave you a Mary effing kill of a lifetime. Oh yes, and three, we have some, three some. We have some wild Mary eff yes, kills planned for do. you. All different week. kinds of. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's gonna be a little more off the wall than last week if then that's saying something so yeah
0: so um shocking
2: just reading through our notes do you have
0: disturbing. do you have do you have vegas numbers up i will work on that now yeah i'll have it up all right great um we are going to start with the nfc west because that is the tamest of our mary f kills and we will work our way up from there <laughs> and it's still pretty um, messed up yeah <laughs> so all right So, in the NFC West, as you may know, we have the San Francisco 49ers. We have the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Chicago, I mean St. Louis, I mean Arizona Cardinals. Sounds like four frauds to me. While you are looking up the totals, I will go ahead and start my little spiel, if you will. And I'm going to start with the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are... I think going to be a – I'm going to go bottom seven team okay. in the NFL. Um, losing Russell Wilson is a big hit for them. And up until a few hours ago, uh, it looked like Jimmy Garoppolo might go over there, and that might have changed my opinion a little bit. But Garoppolo re-signed with the Niners. Um, <clears throat> so they have Geno Smith, who is starting the season there since Drew Locke is injured. Um whether it's Drew Lock or Geno Smith, I'm telling you what, then neither one of them is going to do anything. So mm. um, Ouch. Seahawks, I think you're looking at – I'm really curious to hear what the number is. I know you have some studs like Metcalf and Lockett still that you're throwing to, and you acquired Noah Font in the Russell Wilson deal as well. So that's you – know, like you have a good threesome there, if you will. Mm. But, you know, it part a lot of that depends on who's throwing the ball to them. I think – I really think DK should do okay because he's a big target. Kind of just have to chuck it up to him. But, you know, how will that affect? Sorry. Ghost? My cat's, like, freaking out, and I'm trying to figure out why. Is there a spider or something there? It might be. What you doing, Felix? What you doing? It's like... I just want to make sure it's not... What you doing? You're crazy. I just wanna to make... Because it's like... Thunderstorming here. I just want to make sure we're not getting like a leak or something that he was Mm -hmm. freaking out about. Gotcha. Um. All right, Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. Um. So anyway, I think that I I think the Seahawks are going to end at the bottom of this division. Um. So I'm going to go with like. I'm going to go with like five. Five wins for the Seahawks. Okay. Um. Then I'm going to talk about the uh los angeles rams los angeles rams i don't care if matthew stafford is injured they just continue to have you know studs on their team including like i mean obj is still out there and i still wouldn't be surprised if he returned to the rams like the rams are just they're a wagon and when you look at the landscape of the nfc it's really hard to pick a team that you think can really even really compete with the rams so I think the Rams run away with this division personally. Um, I know a lot of people are high on the ni- on the Niners or high on the Cardinals, um, but compared to the Rams, I just don't see it. So Rams, I'm thinking in Matthew Stafford's sophomore year with them, I'm going to pick that for 12-13 wins from the Rams. Um, I'm going to go Cardinals next. I am not a believer in Kyler Murray. I've seen enough to determine. Like, to me, he is – I think he's a good fantasy quarterback, um, but he is just not – either – maybe I'm jumping the shark a little bit by saying that, but I think the marriage between him and Cliff Kingsbury is not working. Like, Hmm. I think Kingsbury – have you seen the stat that, like, Going back to, like, the beginning of his tenure at Texas Tech, like, every single team starts the first yeah. half of the season, like, elite. Yeah. Like, one loss, zero losses. And the end of the year, they just totally collapse and always end up 500. And I, I don't know.
2: that, and it was, sh- like, the numbers were shocking. It wasn't I don't a kn- slight trend.
0: Yeah, it's like, I don't know what that means, but it's clearly a coaching thing. It means he sucks. That causes me. that. Like, it, it's just fascinating. So... Yep. Um, you know, I don't care if D hop is back. Um, six games, yeah, I just don't, I just don't think it's, I mean, I think they'll have some exciting moments for sure. I think they'll put up some good numbers for fantasy, but I, I don't think they're going to be a serious contender in this division. Um, they also will have the extra distraction of HBO in of HBO's. Hard Knocks in the season will be doing the Cardinals this year. Forgot so, that
2: was even a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be
0: interesting to see how that affects them as well. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have the Cardinals finishing just above the Seahawks at the bottom of the division, Ooh. I think. Um and I'm going to give the the Cardinals 8 wins. Right. And then for the 49ers, um well, I'm we'll a believer a week one, so it's a right Yeah, start. exactly. I'm a believer in Kyle Shanahan, and I'm a believer in George Kittle. I am not a believer. Oh, I'm I'm a believer in Debo Samuel. I am not a believer in Trey Lance. I, I'm not even I, a believer in Debo Samuel anymore, to be honest. I don't think Trey Lance is it. Yeah. I don't. Um, he is – it is unfathomable to me that the Niners traded as much as they did – to trade up to three, to draft a player that hadn't played in two years and then sat him another year. Mm. Like yep. I like people are talking about with Deshaun Watson, like will he even be good when he plays the Browns because he's been out for two years. And <laughs> right. I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. But why is that not being applied to Trey Lance? Like, yep. like I get that Trey Lance has displayed that he has the talent and the arm skill and all the f- – Fancy buzzwords that quarterback gurus like to throw out there, yep. but Kyle Shanahan has had he has had little to say about Trey Lance's performance this year. He had a quote the other day where he basically said he basically said Trey Lance is what he is at this point. Like <laughs> we're in <laughs> the season he basically said him anymore. Yeah, he basically said this. Well, not that, but he was like, oh, okay. the season is here and it it's going to be what it's going to be. And then today, when they re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. some you know some people are like, "Oh, that's just for ba- like you know to have Trey Lance's backup." Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo led a Shanahan Niners team to the Super Bowl. So, I feel
2: like there's a the thing of hit coaches too, where we, the, we talked about the game manager thing, like a coach who's confident in themselves probably would rather have a game manager and say like I don't need a quarterback who's going to make all the throws. I just need someone who can competently run the plays I call. You know. Yep. And I kind of feel like Shanahan's one of those guys where it's almost a point of pride to win with a Garoppolo kind of guy, you know. I don't
0: know. So, my here's my That's prediction and a hot take. My prediction is that the Niners finish second in this division. Okay. I'm going to give them 10 wins because i do think overall the roster is very solid and shanahan is a good coach but my hot take is that out of 17 games my hot take is that garoppolo starts a minimum of seven of them (laughs) oh boy hot take i like it all right let's hear from you and then when you're done run through the
2: vegas numbers all right i agree with your exact standings and a lot of your logic on this i think the rams cruise to a win in this division i think maybe you have some interesting stuff with the niners down the stretch can they maybe play their way back into it no they can't whether whichever quarterback starting the quarterback gap is just going to be too substantial i think arizona is going to fall apart this year they've kind of flirted with that the past few years they started off great last year finished down the stretch terribly. The Lions blew them out. Like I, I think this is the year the wheels fall off, and Kingsbury's going to lose his job because it's either yep. going to be Murray see that. or Kingsbury, and you've just extended. They Murray. just extended. So it, yeah. this is the year I think Kingsbury is going to get fired. Hot take before the season's
0: over. I like that. I actually I would put money on that. And also, not you didn't just extend Kyler Murray. He made you his. He made you. His bitch, like he, because you had that embarrassed
2: their organization. Yeah, the whole thing of oh, you had to put this clause in his contract and all that. Yeah, it was, it was a bad look. Another hot take. He's not going to be the only head coach from the division who's gone gone after this year. Pete Carroll's going to retire. PDC. Yeah, he's gone. Him and his bubble. Interesting. He's going to be an analyst on Fox. retire or fire. He's going to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be like kind of a graceful parting of ways. They're going to want him gone too. He's not going to want to weather out a rebuild at this point in his career. Seattle's going to win 3 games this year and he's going to retire. Yeah. So like it, like it, like it. Yep, so I agree. Did I you think- say 3 games for Seattle? Yes, sir. Seattle's <laughs> going to have the worst record in football. I've said it.
0: Wait, so I want to hear your take on the
2: Niners situation. I think the Niners have are in quarterback trouble. I think their defense is going to be really good. I think Shanahan is really good. They're just not nearly as talented as the Rams are, and it's not like uh, McVay is a slouch head coach. So it's like I think right. the Rams just have everything. I think the Rams win this because they're so much better than everyone else. The Niners, I like that number of ten ga- ten wins because I think they win ten, but they miss the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: By like that one game you're talking a tiebreaker with somebody or something but
0: but you're and you what are your opinions on Trey Lance again
2: <sighs> he's just so unknown yeah I, the potential is obviously there he's in a great situation if everything plays out because he's got a good right. head coach a, a good offensive scheme you've got a defense like he's in the best situation of any quarterback in that class and, I just do I know don't if he's the guy though
0: I don't doubt that Lance will have plays this season that are like wow. Yeah. Top 10, you know, sure. score center plays. I just don't know if he can put it together consistently. Yeah. I mean, I guess to me like the NFL just continues to evolve in terms of quarterback greatness because mm-hmm. at one point the standard for quarterback greatness was Brett Favre. Well, <laughs> right. to be honest with you, an equivalent for Brett Favre James is like exactly what i was going to say yeah because Jameis winston threw as many touchdowns as he did interception you know
2: when James winston did it he was called garbage he wasn't pra- yes he wasn't praised i think
0: the bucks did not resign MVPs him when he played like that <laughs> right yes exactly <laughs> right and so like lance could have the trajectory to be something like a Favre, which today's equivalent would be a winston but to be that elite level where you are you know, Mahomes, Allen, Rogers, Brady, where it is mm-hmm. like you have a max of like ten interceptions a year, yeah, and yep. you have a you know a minimum of you know like thirty three touchdowns a year. Like it's you know it's interesting. It's just too. hard numbers. I
2: think he is like the word to describe him would be gunslinger. I could yeah, see him does. being that. Yeah. I don't think the word to describe him is winner.
0: <sighs> That's my hot take so yeah what I th- about wiener
2: <laughs> that's a great word
0: um i do think though that um the chicago-based hair implant company restore should look into reaching out to trey lance for a yeah, sponsorship. what in
2: the world was that
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you see his hair the dude's got some trey young scalp going yeah, on <laughs> that's
2: the hair looking like the forest of california with the wildfires just like patchy spotty torn up looking (laughs) yeah
0: it reminds me a little bit of alan robinson's haircut last yeah
2: yeah that was rough (laughs) (laughs) he's got like the reverse afro (laughs) (laughs) the back of the neck afro yeah
0: yeah it's like a bald man's afro it's like a mullet fro (laughs) like like if a monk grew an afro yeah it was so bad i i I love, like, when I have always thought Trey Lance's hair is, like, the exact same as Trey Young's, though. Yeah,
2: very bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trey Young's and- is a whole
2: different level. Like, Trey Young is, like, if you kick a half-eaten popsicle under the sofa and find it later, that's <laughs> Trey Young's fuzzy little hairline. <laughs> it's so terrible.
0: <laughs> and they're both overrated. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, all right. pretty true. <laughs> So, should we move... Oh, do you have a Vegas numbers? Oh, yes, I, I do.
2: I and these line up... Like, these are tough numbers. So, Cardinals over under 8.5. I think we both would say under... I said 8. But not much room to move on that. So, those are even odds. We've got LA Rams over under 10.5. I actually... I really like that over. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams over for sure.
0: What was the Rams? 10.5. Ten Ten half. Half? Yeah. yeah, over. I think
2: they're winning 13 games this year.
0: I predicted a minimum of a game and a half over that so i would definitely yeah go over.
2: for sure um then you've got san francisco 49 49ers over under nine and a half it's a tough number i said i, said I 10 think they games. win 10 but there's no value there so the juice yeah. is minus 160 for the over so that yeah. vegas is saying they're probably going to win but i don't think they win i think there's some value under nine and a half at plus 135 i still think they're going to finish above that but that's where the value is at Seattle Seahawks over under five and a half. I'm hammering the under, and I said five wins. Yeah, so I think it's four or five. Like I said, three. I think is realistic. Like I very yeah. I three to four is what I expect, and under five and a half, you're getting plus one fifteen. I'll take. that I think, for sure.
0: I think maybe what I would say is like in a in a sixteen game season, I would say Seattle's a four win team. That's but with yeah. seven with seventeen games. I'll give them the one game adjustment. To make it five, and so for you, it might yeah. be like three to
2: four. You're right, yeah. And it's still, so, I'm still not remembering that. So yeah, yeah, okay, good point. All right, well,
0: let's get into what everyone really clicked on this episode for, and that is the Mary F Six. kill. So that's right. So Mary F kill. Remember, there are four teams. Everything on all of our Mary F kills have to do with the teams that we just discussed, mm-hmm. and because there are four options, you must have a three way oh. with two with two of those things. Must so get to Yes, you mean. Must and get to. Musty. Oh. And get to. Musty. So here we go. These are all awful uniforms, in my opinion. All All of them? I'm not. Well. Okay. We'll That'll play into it. Okay. Never mind. Seahawks lime green uniforms. Trash. The the Rams all yellow uniforms. Uh, Did you remember those? Yeah. They were. Yeah. That was like that one time Jared Goff threw like. He out Patrick Mahomes oh, in yes, that Monday night did. game. <laughs> yeah. Um <Yes. laughs> he
2: peaked at that moment.
0: <laughs> it's all been downhill from there. Won't be the last time we talk about Jared Goff in this episode. No, it won't. Um Cardinals all red unis. Okay. And the Forty ers black uniforms, which was like a new year newer uniform they introduced a few years ago. Yep. Are these all colorways or no? Um I know all of, the
2: Rams one I think is.
0: The Rams one for sure is so is the Seahawks. The yeah. Cardinals one I think they I all just, just wear alternate. sometimes. Yeah. Um the Niners one, I believe, is their gold pants with the black. Mm.
2: Oh, the gold pants are so sick. I love those. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so
0: why don't you go first then? I'm going Since to be so enamored by the pants.
2: <laughs> that sounds vaguely. Not even <laughs> vaguely, just overtly sexual. <laughs> and speaking of <laughs> did you say
0: overtly up? or overtly? <laughs> overtly.
2: <laughs> Speaking of sexual, I'm going to gangbang both
0: the... <sighs> that sounded quite assertive for the long pause. Did,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about who the second one is. I know for sure I'm going to be banging the Niners Black Unis. Those are sexy. I really like them a lot. I'm also going to gang bang the Rams yellow jerseys. I don't love them, um, but it's a little bit exciting, partly due to the players who are wearing them. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go... <laughs> that text I was just sent will not be read on the air. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go... Three-way with the Rams and uh, Niners. I'm going to kill Seahawks jerseys. Those are terrible. Some of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, and I'm going to marry the Cardinals all red. I think that's the most classic, the most conservative and respectful out of the four. It's like that's the one I'd feel most comfortable bringing home to mom. So. Hmm.
0: All right. I do like your point there at the end, Like the most comfortable you bring home to mom hmm. with the red. But I think so i'll be honest it might not be the most like the smoothest most wonderful marriage in the world mm. but i'm gonna marry the 49ers uniform mm. um i like that and the reason i say it won't be the smoothest is because you know how sometimes like your your spouse might say something that just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever no comment Uh <laughs> <laughs> hannah we appreciate you listening um i love you uh, uh, <laughs> So the black uniform is made absolutely no sense to me because there's no black in any of their colors. It's like when
2: the lions wear they're all black. I love it, but it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, so I I it makes no sense, but I don't I don't hate it. Um so I'm gonna go with marrying the 49ers black uniform. Sorry, listeners. We have to text this we were recording this during a thunderstorm. And the last time I left you, where I left you, that was a weird thing to say. Um, was I had the uh. I was marrying the 49ers in the forms. Yes. yes. I think, um, I think I'm gonna get a little, little wild. Little things will get a little spicy, a little juicy. I'm thinking a little bit of a fiesta in the in the bedroom. Um, Not I'm sure thinking let's get let's get crazy. Let's do some Seahawks lime green and Rams yellow unis. Oh, threesome. Why not It is going The ba- the baby that the three of us will make Is going to look like A puddle of cat puke Like it is It's not going to be pretty but it's going to be Enjoyable um, Oh <laughs> didn't go where I thought it was going to go <laughs> And I For no reason really Other than it's the one that's left over I'm going to kill the cardinals All red uniforms There you go, everybody. Yeah, sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. All right. All right. Well, let's move on to the NFC East. And in the NFC East, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Red— I mean, Foot—I mean, Commanders, and the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. So I think it's your turn to start with your division predictions— And then I will chime in. This one is tricky. It's always been historically
2: the garbage division, the worst division in the NFC. Could it still be? Maybe. But this kind of feels like the year at least a couple teams start to emerge. The Cowboys, uh, I know they lost Cooper, but they still got weapons on offense. I don't know how good their defense as a whole is, but having... Diggs, and um, who's the linebacker they just drafted last year? Um, Parsons. Yeah, like, they've got really good pieces on defense. I don't think Zeke is very good, but I think Pollard is a really good backup. Um, that's probably just going to be, like, a true 1 and 1A. One I don't think this is going to be – like, Zeke's probably just going to split carries. I think Dak is really good. I know he's – I wouldn't say he's elite, but I think a lot of people – give him less credit than he deserves when he's healthy he's a very good quarterback um this might be a kind of a hot take I don't know how many people are predicting it I think the Eagles win this division um I believe in Jalen Hurts until proven otherwise I know he's limited but there's a lot of other quarterbacks who are pretty limited who are doing impressive things throughout the league um I think you can do a lot if you just run a simple offense through Hertz. He's throwing to Devontae Smith and to AJ Brown now. Um, the running back, slipping my mind, but like really solid running game. Miles like, Sanders. Yep, Sanders is gonna be back. Like their defense has lots of good pieces overall. Like I I just I think the Eagles win this division. I think this is the year everything kind of comes together. I think some of the coaching changes they've made recently, while there's been like silly clips from press conferences and stuff. I think he's a good coach. Um, So I don't know. I I think it it comes together for the Eagles this year. I don't think they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. I think they win this division at maybe like 11 games. I think Cowboys are right behind them. Also right in the hunt for a playoff spot, right around 10 wins. I think they're one of those teams, though. They're like 10 to 11 wins, and they get that playoff spot. These next two teams... (laughs) I think the commanders are going to finish higher than the Cowboys, or sorry, than the Giants. I think they just have more talent overall. I just don't think Wentz is a good enough quarterback to really do anything for you. Um, I mean, if your best players are like Terry McLaurin, but he's got Wentz yeah, throwing to exactly. him, and then your yep. defense has s- supposedly been really good for a long time, but it feels like the past couple years has been
0: kind of underwhelming i just need to I feel see like it that's first. been said i feel like that's been said ever since chase young was drafted but it's yet to be proven and he hasn't really proven anything like he's a good player
2: that's, but he, that's what i mean when's the yeah. last when's the last time he came out and proved he was like one of the top defenders in the, the country he, like, I he's
0: know. starting he's starting to feel this might be a hot take but he's starting to feel a lot like Jadavion clowney to me where it's like yeah yep he like Jadavion clowney was predicted to be like the next dude like like Lawrence Taylor level like game changer on defense Mm -hmm. and he he's always been good but not elite or great even he's just been a good defender and I feel like that's that's what Chase Young is turning into
2: that's a good comparison I agree with that so I don't know I just need to see it I don't think they're as good I think there's a clear drop off though between where I think the Cowboys and Eagles are and where these next two teams are I think you're talking about a difference between of like three or four games yeah, so I'll put Washington and then another game down. I'm going to put the Giants, but I don't think they're that far behind Washington. I think Saquon is going to stay healthy this year. I know that's a big yeah. if, but I think this is the year he stays healthy. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback, but I don't think he's like okay, maybe he is. <laughs> the bottom of the league. He's really yeah, he's not great. Um I don't know. You can win some games though if you have a good running game. I just there's too many pieces that are just dysfunctional on that team though. Kenny Galladay, I loved him when he was on the Lions, but he's been a nightmare for the Giants. Like yep. there's too many teams on that pieces on that team that just don't work. I know Kadarius Tony is supposed to be really good and like this Sterling Shepard is a decent receiver. Like it just feels like it They're, doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think the Giants finished last in that division and clearly to me are not in the playoff hunt. I think the Giants are looking at maybe 7 wins. Yep. Maybe
0: 6 or 7. All right. I'm pretty much in line with you with this as well. Um I I think the Cowboys ever since really the Eagles Super Bowl, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott have kind of ruled this division um with the exception of the year that the commander or the commanders the then football team Made it in and gave Brady a ride before Brady won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Um, I, I think it's the Forgot year about to finally. That game. <laughs> th- yeah, Taylor Heineke's like it was like his yeah. first game, but I, I think it's the year that the Cowboys, even with Dak being, while with Dak being quite effective, I th- still think it's a year the Cowboys regress. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb does lead a you know decent receiving core still for them um mm-hmm. i think i when will Gallup be back is he back already um i don't think so i think they're talking about like maybe mid i i don't know yeah, yeah i think he's so, on the ir so but but he i mean i don't know i i i'm a believer in I, a I, I agree too so yeah i'm a I believer mean, can't in be that so. as well i i think he's got it in him he's got that dog in him if you will. Um so I I do think the Cowboys will be very competitive and I don't think I don't think the Eagles like win this division like easily. Like I I do think the Eagles have the slight edge. I think Nick Sirianni impressed a lot of people last year, including myself. I thought he was a joke of a head coach. I was pretty impressed with what he was able to get the team to do. Um I've
2: changed my mind on him for sure.
0: Yeah, same. Um Jalen Hurts I've also been I've, I've not bought into Jalen Hurts. I would still say I'm still hesitant, but the fact of the matter is he's the second-best quarterback in that division, and that's not yep. for nothing. And with the pieces they have around him, like you said, the addition of A.J. Brown, um, just as one example, like I really think the Eagles are setting themselves up well to be a contender for the head of this division. So I'm going to definitely have – eagles cowboys and then i do agree with you with the the next two like i think commanders are third giants are fourth i agree with what you said that they're in two different tiers by like several games um i think carson wentz is dog water i think daniel Mm. jones is dog water i think that might be generous yeah if you have if you have a team yeah where terry mclaurin is your number one receiver or where, like, Kadarius Tony or Kenny Galladay is your number one receiver. Probably not great. Like, so yeah. I think just those and, – and honestly, I would – even though I'm going to put the commanders above the Giants, I'm hesitant to bank on Saquon because it's coming off an ACL year. But mm-hmm. – or two years ago was his ACL. I don't remember. But if he if Saquon can be any reminiscent of his old self, I bet I would be willing to put the Giants above the Commanders here just based on Saquon alone. Yeah. Um so I'm well here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Eagles and the Eagles are going to win the division with 11 wins. I'm going to go Cowboys with 10. I'm going to go Commanders with I'm going to go Commanders with like six and the Giants with four that's what I'm okay. gonna we'll do I don't think the I don't think Brian Dable makes enough of a difference in New York either yeah so I agree with a lot of
2: your thoughts on this obviously like here's the Vegas win totals these are really tough numbers to me Dallas ten and a half oh that's right at that number oh uh. e- Eagles nine and a half I'd take that over, but I think that's really close again. That um, is
0: both, yeah.
2: These ones both feel a little high based on what we said. Giants are seven and a half. Commanders are under. Eight and a half. Under. I'd I take would the go under, under on one. both. Yeah, i So I think, like they I'm have the a hundred percent
0: under on Commanders. I'm more hesitant on. Or I would go. I would go a hundred percent under on Giants. I'm more hesitant on Commanders, but even so, eight and a half is a game and a half above where i said they'd be or two and a half games i would go under
2: well vegas agrees because under eight and a half is minus 170 <laughs> Jeez. So <not> great odds. <laughs> at that point change the line like <laughs> yeah okay cool
0: um so all right mary f kill yes sir all right so here we go this one will be a little little kinky um oh, yeah so we have these are all to this one. these are all injuries that are tied to I would say fairly well known injuries tied to these four teams. So we have Carson Wentz's back back oh. in the 2016 season. We have Robert Griffin III's knee. Mm-hmm. We have Saquon Barkley's knee, and we have Dak Prescott's ankle. Okay. So I think you go I first my, on this one. Yeah. So I think I'm going to I think I'm going to marry Saquon Barkley's knee. Interesting. Okay. Why? Because be, because Saquon of these four players injuries I do think Saquon Barkley's knee, he's like the youngest, and I think his knee is going to be able to bounce back and maybe at worst in our old age and our marriage experience some severe arthritis. But I think we'll be able to work our way through that um, and enjoy a long life together. I think. A beautiful love story. Yeah, I will. I'm going to. Um, hmm. I'm going to f, RG3's knee, okay. with a little flare of Carson Wentz's back. Oh. More than anything, because more than anything, because RG3's knee and f'd the then Redskins and Carson Wentz's back f'd his career. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it's only fitting for me to continue to f, each of those things. The knee and the back. And that could create a nice little, like, wedge thing.
2: (laughs) A lot of friction. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: And then, um, Dax's ankle was (laughs) disgusting. I'm going to kill Dax's ankle. I don't want to look at that again, ever. (laughs) It
2: it looked like it had already been killed. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, Yeah. right.
0: All right, what about you?
2: Good answers. I am going to... (sighs) <sighs> I'm going to kill Carson Wentz's back Specifically by stabbing him in the back um, Nice Yeah, I mean no reason I just thought it would be a funny pun to make And then I'm going to marry Dak's ankle Um, Really for no reason Again, all this is building up to I want to F Both RG3's knee and Saquon's Barkley's knee Specifically the back oh. of the knee Oh that's a nice oh, little oh. crease in there. <laughs> I'll let your oh, imagination man. fill out the rest. but uh, Oh, it already I'll be, has. I'll it be has. hot dog in the back of those knees, if you know what I mean.
0: Woo. Man, Knee that, sounds, a little that sounds like a good time. Yes, it does. All right. I need it. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I like that. All right. Should we move on? All right. The National Football Conference South. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think it's my turn to go first. That list I yep. just listed you in is the division, how that's ending up this year. Um, go ahead and you know <laughs> set that into your phone. So yeah, Buccaneers, Saints, yep. Panthers, Falcons. I'm pretty confident with that. Um, Tom Brady is back um I do think Todd Bowles does change things a little bit I think I think Mm -hmm. I don't think Brady's gonna look any worse than he like he that I think he's gonna look just fine he's gonna look like Brady always has even with the without Gronk there without um Bruce Arians there I think there might be some slight changes I think maybe the Bucks aren't quite as much of a powerhouse as they've been the past few years but they're definitely one of the best teams in the NFC and I mean when it's all said and done you're going to be talking about the Rams and the Packers and the Buccaneers as your three teams in the NFC as the powerhouses. So Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will be there hanging around. I'm going to put them um I'm going to put them around because I think they're a little under the Rams. I'm going to put them at 11 wins since I predicted the Rams for 12. Um i'm going to put the saints at 10 wins i'm i've never really been down on um what's his face james uh jameson thank you or james james not jameson james jameson Jameson is on the
2: the best team in the nfc which we still have
0: not discussed oh okay um (laughs) <laughs> I I would say I wouldn't say I'm like a hardcore believer in Jameis, but I wouldn't say I'm a hater. Like I think he's, yeah, I think he's been better than people give him credit for, and I think the biggest story with the Saints is that Sean Payton is gone, because um, mm-hmm. you're losing like possibly the best coach in the NFL, um, and yeah, so I'm just very curious to see. How that affects things. Michael Thomas is back, but I don't care. He's gonna suck this year. Um, I think that Chris Olave is going to be a big play, a big impact for the Rams. Um, I don't even. I, I think I know Alvin Kamara is like playing. I think, but I also know he has legal troubles, so I don't know what's going on there exactly. But just yeah. knowing what they have and who they've been. The Saints do give the impression to me of being a fairly well-oiled machine, um, even with Jameis at quarterback. So I think that's enough to finish second behind the Bucks. I'm going to put the Saints at nine wins um, yep. in this division. Um, and by the way, the Bucks. I guess I'd say this. The Rams, I'd say, are like 12 to 13 wins. The Bucks I'd put like 11 to 12 wins. Just to like okay. clarify that a little bit. Um, I'm going to go yep. Panthers next. I am buying into Baker Mayfield's like vengeful rampage. Like yes! I'm buying I'm buying into the revenge tour. I don't think it's enough to make the Panthers like Super Bowl contenders or even playoff contenders. I think uh, the Panthers I think the Panthers end up with like seven or eight wins, but I do think that is still a pretty big improvement from where the Panthers were a year ago and I think that baker makes the difference i think baker baker gets himself a second contract with because i think this is a contract year for baker isn't it i I believe it is yeah so i i I, I think i think he's re-signing with the panthers at the end of the season um so you think he starts the whole year uh barring injury yeah especially with darnold being injured now like it's it's baker's team now um, gotcha. Baker looked yep. at Sam Darnold and said, "Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now."
2: <laughs> um, of course Sam Darnold like his <laughs> career is just over, right?
0: I don't care about Sam Darnold. He can kick rocks. Um and that big mole on his cheek. Anyway, um <laughs> I should have put that in Mary F Kill. Yeah. Um <laughs> Sam Darnold's mole. <laughs> F all right so then lastly we have by the way i think baker does this here's a hot take for you matt rule is no longer coaching the panthers at the end of the year so i think baker baker wins seven games with the panthers matt rule is out as head coach and they bring in somebody else to be with baker maybe just maybe they hire i don't know meyer no, that's not who I was going to say. <laughs> I know this person just changed to a new job, but maybe just maybe they hire Lincoln Riley, Baker's Ooh. old coach from Oklahoma. Ooh. How about that? That'd be some drama. Yeah. All right. I'm a big fan of well, Baker. Well, I think there's validity
2: tell. to that because their their owner, I think, is the richest owner in football. Um, is he? and he doesn't want to wait around like he is that's why they're making all these moves to go get quarterbacks he really wants to win from everything i've seen recently he's not going to tolerate another mediocre year so i agree i think if they're finish any lower than second in the division he's probably gone
0: well they've because they've been to the super bowl twice one yeah one they lost to brady and the other they lost to manning so (laughs) um yeah all right um then i'm going to end with the falcons um I'm a believer in Jameis Winston. I've never really been high in Marcus Mariota. I thought he would be better than he's been, but Same. I I've never been like, oh, he's gonna like I'm not buying stock in Marcus Mariota. Um Honestly, if I'm the Falcons, I don't even bother with Mariota. I would just I would start Desmond Ritter, see what you can get out of him, see if there's anything there, and then if not, I would just use your horrible like your your ideal draft position and draft like dju or bryce young or whoever or stroud like i would just draft that's honestly what i would do i wouldn't even i i would not have even i guess they had to sign mariota when they did because it's before the draft but now that you've drafted ritter i would not even i would just start ritter and see what you got like but then ritter too you're kind of putting yourself on a clock
2: can you draft a quarterback back-to-back years that feels like doom yes for your team <laughs> the
0: falcons did it they drafted josh rosen and then immediately drafted kyler murray
2: and that worked out well like it worked for
0: murray but i it's mean just like for kyler murray that, it did
2: yeah to me it, you're waving the white flag and just saying like hey <sighs> we don't know what we're doing if you do that
0: i guess but desmond ritter is like a fifth round quarterback so like yeah you're You're right. You're right. Like it's not. It's not like the same as like. Oh, if they had two first rounders, like I agree. I guess it's worth a try. I guess is what I'd say for Atlanta. Go out there, guns ablazing, with Mariota. See what he can do. But to me, if I get to like the eight to ten game mark, and you're like in the doldrums of the league, as I predict you will be, Mm -hmm. I would start spot starting Ritter because I think again, yeah you just gotta see what you got so yep. um the Falcons I, you said you think the Seahawks be the worst in the league I think the Falcons will be the worst in the league um right there. you yeah. you said Seahawks at like three or four wins I'm gonna and I said Seahawks at four or five I'm gonna put the Falcons at that three or four win mark for myself okay gotcha your turn all
2: right we're obviously similar again on most of this but i am going to flip a couple of these uh rut row buccaneers are clearly winning this division i don't think there's any question i think the question is just do they win this with like 11 wins or do they win it with 13 i think i'm not gonna say i'm concerned about brady at some point the age catches up to you and his absence and stuff and then coming back looking like a ken doll yeah mixed with freddie krueger was kind of a little disturbing it's, it's, yeah so it's like
0: and i don't know it, sorry i know i already went but no you're good yeah todd bowles has had shots at head coaching before and it hasn't yeah. worked out yep plus you do have Gronk gone you've got
2: brown gone you've got two other receivers coming off injuries i i think there's no question in my mind they win the division the question is just what do they do after that and how do they look winning the division um
0: yeah i agree
2: so that's that being said i think the second team in this division is the panthers i am all the way in on the baker mayfield train this is my baker baker (laughs) he is going to come out and Boat race the Browns week one, I and I can cannot wait. Not for that game. wait. <laughs> yeah, I it hope for... it's not
0: a twelve o'clock game because the Bears play at twelve, and I want all my attention on the Bears.
2: <sighs> I want to watch this game though for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. this I might one I'll to, I will go back pay and watch something. the full game highlights though. Yeah, um, yeah, I I'm excited. I think so. This is my other hot take. Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy all year. I think this is the year that the guys who have reputations for being hurt all year, you can throw DeAndre Swift in there too. This is the year those guys stay healthy and you're still going to see injuries, but I think you're going to see injuries to running backs who kind of haven't been before. I think the two main ones being Saquon and McCaffrey both play basically the whole year. Maybe they miss a half here or there or something, but like I think they play every game for the most part. So if McCaffrey plays all year, if Baker plays well, I think DJ Moore is still a really good receiver. I don't know much about their defense, but like I think they have enough to be the second best team in this division. I don't know if that's enough to save the job I of would the head agree. coach, but
0: I, I would think agree it's a with you. Team. First of all, I think it is enough to save the job of the head coach, but the head yeah. coach is the main reason I can't put him second because I think Matt Rule sucks.
2: That's fair. Yeah. So we'll see. I. I don't know. He looks uh, like a
0: total bro, but I think he sucks. Yeah.
2: That or it all crashes and burns with Baker, and then it K- McCaffrey gets hurt again, and you can throw all this out the window. But I'm going to... Baker will not
0: crash and burn. I guarantee it. I just... I yep. guess the one hesitation I have is, even though I said that he'll get a new contract, if they switch head coaches, he probably won't. Like, they'll probably The new guy slate. will want to start over. Yeah. Yeah. We'll
2: get a new contract with somebody, though.
0: Maybe, like, the Seahawks. Maybe the Lions. Would you Would you like that? If you're ready to contend, like, if next year the Lions are ready to contend, is Baker who you want? Depends it depends how how on draft position can, and everything.
2: Yeah, it depends where we're at in the draft and how high I think we can move. If we have multiple quarterbacks in the draft who both look really good, like, say, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young both have, like, Heisman caliber career Uh, seasons again I'd rather just go for one of them because I think having a quarterback who you don't have to who's on a rookie deal is like one of the biggest cheat codes you can you can have in sports. so I'd rather do that I I think there would be like I'm I might I'd be okay with it I'm not saying it's a terrible idea if the team around him is really good and looks improved you plug Baker in and it's like hey let's make a run at the playoffs I wouldn't hate it I'd rather Dude, go
0: rookie, though. How much better would Hard Knocks be if they had Baker and Campbell instead of? That'd be electric. Instead of that'd be awesome. Cardboard box, basically. personality of wet bread. Jared
2: Goff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be. So we'll just have to bring him back next year. All right. Just change the name of the show to Detroit to Hard Lions. <laughs> there you go. I like that.
0: All right, so then okay. you have the Saints next, I believe, right? Yeah, Saints are going to be next. For okay. sure,
2: the Falcons are last. Um, I agreed with all, everything you said there. The Falcons are going to be terrible. Um, I think the Saints are interesting. Like I could see them moving up. I think this is the year, though. Winston, is his, it's his last year. I think you're looking at, yeah. at that point, you want to make some changes. You're going to be finishing yeah. low enough. You're trying to draft a quarterback. Kamara probably out. Thomas is going to show that he's not a good receiver anymore and the Saints yep. after this year's over are going to be saying like looking in the mirror and saying yeah it's time to rebuild this thing um yep so yeah I put the Saints there but the Falcons are going to be last for sure so uh let's look at the win totals on these real quick so we've got Tampa Bay Bucks um 11 and a half. that's a really tough number I'd probably <sighs> I, take the over I, would,
0: I just would not bet that I'm that's I that's high number. I but I would I would probably bet over if I had to I wouldn't bet it,
2: but I think twelve is more likely than eleven if I had to pick. Yeah. Um you've got the Atlanta Falcons at four and a half. I wouldn't bet that either. There's no value there. Um
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: tough. Um is that a worse Carolina, line
0: than Seattle then?
2: Yeah. Four and a half is okay. the lowest line, I think, of any team. Um Carolina Panthers, six and a half hammer in the over and it's plus 105. Let's go. I love that over. And then you've got the New Orleans Saints and theirs is set at eight and a half. I don't hate the over for the Saints. Honestly, I'd take the under, but I wouldn't actually bet this because eight and a half's. Yeah.
0: Well, I could go either. I like the I like the over, but it fits my narrative with the division. The over doesn't really fit yours as much, unless you think because that would mean you think I don't think eight and a half is.
2: Yeah, if eight and a half is third in the division, then that means the Panthers are making the playoffs, and I'm not ready to go there. So yeah, yeah, I'd say under.
0: Yeah. All right. NFC North time. No, Mary F kill time. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mary F kill. Of course, have some respect for the game yeah. yeah my fault okay well in light we of to. in light of some recent events um almost all of these are things that happened like this offseason with the exception mm-hmm. of one that's just become kind of a meme but um here we go we have from area of kill brady's apparent facelift we have <laughs> J- Jameis winston's lasik eye surgery we mm-hmm. have baker's vengeful fit of rage and we have calvin ridley's gambling addiction which is an exaggeration but it's funnier that way so i think it's your turn to start
2: yes sir i know exactly what i'm doing i am going to marry Jameis uh lasik i think that that shows like a commitment to self-improvement which is a great quality in a spouse so Um, I'm going to marry his LASIK. I'm going to kill Ridley's gambling addiction. We gamble responsibly on this show. Um, I would not want to promote things like that. So um, I think the only punishment more more appropriate than a full season suspension is public execution. And I am going to F both Baker's rage and unbridled passion in the bedroom. And as long as Brady and his pointy doctored face exist, I will always have a place to sit. So <laughs> <laughs> this was a very easy okay. answer for me.
0: All right. Well, for me I I really liked your answer of Jameis's lace. Like I'm gonna steal that. That's a really good thank you. Like you know encouraging words to live by like we should all be looking for mm. ways we can improve ourselves and look introspectively exactly. of course he wasn't really able to look because he didn't have good eyesight but that that was, was improvedly so. blind <laughs> <laughs> i love how much like when they announced they announced he was getting LASIK. like people assumed that he was legally like people exaggerated <laughs> <it> so much <laughs> they were, That's
2: awesome. 2020 vision. That's just his touchdown interception split. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, man. Okay,
0: Okay. so I'm going to marry Jameis' LASIK. I'm going to kill Tom Brady's facelift because (gasps) I think the combined emotions of rage unbridled rage as you said unbridled passion mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the highs and lows of gambling mm-hmm. i think and the fact that it'd be a little risque in the bedroom oh, oh i why. think is i think is what would be needed to spice up that threesome so baker's rage ridley's gambling addiction let's get down with it and let's get dirty oh. Uh, this is fspn yeah <laughs> right
2: that's a throwback we'll bring fspn back at some point maybe leave us a maybe. comment if you want us to bring fspn back in the next month
0: yeah. we'll see <laughs> wait leave us a comment within the next month or
2: no leave us a comment on this episode if you'd like fspn within the next month
0: at any time in history
2: yeah that's true just do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> We just get a bunch of comments. Please never do it again. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Everyone just All right. it. <laughs>
0: this it's time. Been. It is time for the best division in football this year. Yes, we have three playoff in NFC, teams. In the NFC North, we have the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. Um. Yes. Yeah. Just those three teams. No one else to worry about. So, I think it's you, you that's starting. All right.
2: I think Lions, the team that will win this division, is also the star of a current reality show.
0: Um, <laughs> are you? Wait, are you talking about the appearance on Joe what Rogan? What if I? Told- no, I'm <laughs>
2: What if I told you a team went from hard knocks to the top of their division? Um, unfortunately, I think this is another year the Packers win the division. But let me just say they won't next year. So that's the silver lining I'm just going to put out right away. So they win the division this year. They don't next year. But I think they win the division and don't look great doing it. Kind of like what we talked about with the, um, the Bucs. I am erect. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, they won this division, but they're not that good. Because, obviously, they have talent on both sides of the ball. I think Rogers, like with Brady, like I said, look, same concerns I had with the Bucks. honestly. Like, they're going to win this division. They're going to be a good team but they're going to show signs throughout the year of maybe something's up there. I think Rogers, and I said this last year and I was obviously wrong. I think this though, is the year that he regresses, takes a step back. That's what the team saw with him. And that's why they decided to go get Jordan love. Why they decided to switch to the scheme they're currently running is because they didn't think Rogers was able to continue to do what he did. He proved them wrong, but they thought that for a reason and just the off season drama last year. And I you got to give him props for this. I think he did what he did almost out of spite. He's just like, "Hey, I'm going to come out and prove I don't need a vaccine. I don't need my team to believe in me. I'm just going to come out and do what I do." And like, "Hey, like, as much as I hate him, he had a great year. I don't know if you could just come out and just do that again." Um, yeah. So well, I think he's the done Packers two years in a row, might... right? And I, t- the the logical side of my brain, the part of my brain that's not just scared of the Packers says at some point you don't just do that again. So I'm, I'm not saying they're not going to win the division. I think they look a lot more balanced this year though, and kind of have to lean on the run game and the defense more. And the season might look a lot more like the playoff game did last year where the defense does enough to keep you in games. And sometimes you're left wondering what the offense is doing. Um, That receiving core is garbage. I don't care who's throwing them the ball. Objectively, that receiving core is trash. Um so I yeah, I think they're winning the division at like 10 wins, but you could be a couple of weeks from the end of the season wondering if some other team
0: could pass them up. Um I love you so much for saying 10 wins, but let's you know what I want I have opinions. So let's do this. Last week we yep. did the last division we did one team at a time. Let's do it this way here because we're both oh, have strong yep. opinions on the NFC North. So, um, and as I
2: think about it, ten wins is light. I don't think they're going to look great though. Like it's probably like eleven. I don't. I don't see a world where the Packers win thirteen to fourteen games. Like I'll say that.
0: No. So yeah. So Matt Lafleur in his three years as head coach for the Packers, every year they've won thirteen games. I mm-hmm. definitely I don't agree. Yeah. I I don't think that's going to happen. Um I do agree. It is impressive after it was kind of assumed that he was washed. It's pretty yep. impressive that Rodgers followed that up with consecutive MVP seasons. Yeah. Um even though Brady had better numbers last year, but we won't talk about that. Um Yeah. I <laughs> I, I I agree. I mean, it's similar to how you brought up with Brady. Like at some point the age has to play a difference, and Rodgers just I, I would believe that Rogers probably could play for you know four more years even, but at some point you're it is going to you're just going to experience physical regression. It's just you're hu- you're a human, like it's your body. It just is what it is. Um, Brady and is and not a human. Like Brady yeah.
2: is from outer space like n- people are saying oh Brady is like five years older Rodgers could play for five more years nobody is going to do what Brady has done and be still yeah. like a dominant quarterback when they're in their mid throwing 60
0: yard bombs it's yeah.
2: not going to have Rodgers is not going to do that <clears throat> you know like Manning couldn't do that like all the great quarterbacks as good as they are Brady's the only one who's doing that so
0: I mean the reality for Brady and Rodgers both of them is it's just going to take one big hit yeah and that could be it for him you know um yeah. this is gonna this i mean this is gonna sound like a joke but i'm like kind of serious like rogers taking all of his quote-unquote medication um i think is actually something that is helpful like there's so many players that have talked about drugs like not legal drugs as something that is helpful for the healing of their bodies in these mm-hmm. crazy games. And Rodgers doesn't even play that high of a contact position in football. Like, yeah, right. quarterbacks get hit, but he's not a lineman. He's not a running back. Like, yeah. he, he's getting hit a handful of times a game, but it's not like anything crazy. So I mm-hmm. think, like, I think that will help prolong his career longer than we want. But here's what I guess I'd say about Rodgers. Um, I do think that at some point, despite all those positives I just brought up, he's going to regress. And I think this year, I don't care if he made a jokey comment about Alan Lazard being a Hall of Famer. I don't care if Romeo Dubs is blowing everybody away. I don't care if Christian Watson is going to be great. Like, there's there's all these assumptions Packers fans make, and it goes back to the entitlement thing I hate about Packers fans where they feel like every player on their team Mm -hmm. is top five in the league in that position and it's just not the case yeah. and i i've never been high on aaron jones i think he's fine and i've never been high on aj dylan like i think they have a decent running room like it's good top half the league running room sure but like individually i don't yeah. think either of them are world beaters their wide receiver room i know packers fans don't want to believe it i think it is possibly the worst in the division like the only wide receiver room that is close to as bad as the Packers is the Bears. Like the worst two wide receiver rooms are probably the Packers and the Bears. But, but at, me, least the at least the Bears know
2: who their w- number one is.
0: <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. At least the Bears yeah. have Darnell Mooney. That's like the biggest difference I can name. Rodgers yeah. will be the reason those receivers look productive at all. Like if when if yeah. in two years or whatever, when Rodgers is done, if Alan Lazard gets like a huge contract or something, it's gonna be because of Aaron Rodgers. Like Lazard is not anything. Whoever is, gives
2: like, him that contract is an idiot too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I also the Packers defense they have a they've drafted a lot on defense and their draft picks have looked good. They've been in terms of defense, they've been met with acclaim. Um and I think they will be a top of the league defense. Mm -hmm. But I also think that they are still going to struggle with the run. They always do. And I don't care if they drafted a nose tackle and a middle linebacker. Like, I just think that they are still going to be vulnerable to the run. It's just the Packer way. (laughs) Um, So,
2: And this is a really bad division to be bad against the run in.
0: (laughs) All that to say... I the Packers clearly win this division I'm gonna be more generous than 10 wins um it's not gonna be 13 I'm, I'm I can't decide between 11 and 12 like they'll be yeah. just about as good as they've been but slightly worse um that's kind of where I'm at with the Packers yep so who do you want to do next the Vikings I think that's fair
2: because would we both agree they're probably second in this division?
0: I don't know. Go ahead and go.
2: I'm going to say yes. Um, So if we want to do the Vikings next, I'm going to say they finish second in this division. We don't have I to not do order. Think...
0: Just... That's yeah, true. Go ahead. But le-
2: okay, well, so we'll do the Vikings uh, either way, but I think they are going to finish second. I don't think there's a very big drop-off between... The Packers and the Vikings. Maybe talent-wise there is, but standings-wise, I think the you're talking about the Vikings with a couple weeks left in the season being in striking distance of the Packers. Um, so, Kirk Cousins is not great. I think Adam Thielen, this is the year he takes a big step back, but Jefferson is going to be the top receiver in football this year, I pred- I'm predicting, and... Dalvin Cook, another guy who hasn't stayed healthy, if he does stay healthy, is one of the top running backs in football. Um, that defense is not great. It's getting older. But this is I have questions about their head coach and their GM. I think, though, with those star players and just having at least an established quarterback. Like, Kirk doesn't have the potential that Fields has, but he's more established right now. He's a better version of Jared Goff. So it's like I think they have the second best quarterback right now in the division until proven otherwise. And so just for that being said and their skill weapons, I'm going to put them a second right now. I think, though, they miss the playoffs.
0: I am not a believer in the Vikings. I, be, I, will, I will do anything for Justin Jefferson. That man is mm. – he is – he is far and away the best receiver in the division best receiver oh yeah probably in the whole league uh i hot take he
2: was the best receiver in this division (laughs) next year even if adams was still here
0: oh yeah yeah um no i justin jefferson is unfair um in fact without justin jefferson i don't think the vikings even sniff the packers um He's one of those rare
2: receivers who actually elevates the the offense to the point where I think Jefferson is worth two or three wins a year.
0: Yeah, I am. I I've ne- I've never been into Kirk Cousins. I've never gotten the the hype with him. Um, Dalvin Cook was good at a time, but he's never been the same since his injuries. Adam Thielen is better than average but probably be more average this year than anything else I agree Hmm. with you about the defense I don't think that this head coach thing is gonna do anything like everyone's like oh it's the Rams offensive coordinator look how good they were last year and oh it's the Shanahan tree it's the Shanahan offensive scheme look how well that'll work and all this stuff And I just I just don't think it is like I this guy when he was when he was hired I was like I don't even know who this is and something else I'll tell you about and maybe you don't even know this Shane but basically if you go through the Vikings history this offseason every person basically that they were wanting to hire both a GM and head coach more or less (laughs) yeah. Were yeah. hired by a different team, usually the Bears instead, like yep. they that polls, is, right? yeah. They wanted polls. That was their number one, and then uh, of course they after, they Adam, after they lost out after they lost on polls, of course they're like, oh no no no. Well, we wanted Questia Dofermensa, right? Sure you did. Um, we didn't really they, want
2: Harbaugh anyway. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, they yeah they lost on Harbaugh. Like, basically, they went with like their plan C option for head coach yeah. and I'm just not a believer in that situation I know listen this is what I'm gonna say I know you and I have different opinions on where the Bears and the Lions will be this year but I think regardless of whether you think you know the Bears or Lions are better I'm gonna put the Vikings at third I think one of our two teams okay. is better than the Vikings maybe it's by winning a tiebreaker game maybe it's by being just one game better but i am just not a believer in the vikings so i'm gonna go yeah so that's where i'll leave it for now what team do you want to do next do you want to flip a coin for lions bears or do we want to do it pick one
2: just pick one yeah but i i agree though that's a good take i thought you were going to say that you thought they'd finish last and i don't see that but but like you said if you pick whichever one of our teams we think finishes higher which we disagree about i think that's i like that take that one of them finishes ahead of the vikings i could definitely see that happening
0: so let's do let's just do do you can we do bears then go lions yep let's do it all right do you want you go first
2: i like that actually so then you go first with the lions we'll kind of give our thoughts on the other team so um i have a lot of thoughts on this like the Wrong. ineptitude of the the ineptitude of the bears this year has definitely been overstated by the media the bears are not the worst team in football the bears are not the least talented team in football there's a lot of gaps on the team and a lot of it does depend on how well fields improves or doesn't but they have a lot more on their team than both definitely than the seahawks and the falcons And probably more than teams like the Giants that we talked about too, you know. So, like, they're not even a – worst case scenario, they're, like, the third or fourth worst team in the NFC, not football. You know, like, yeah, I just don't see that. So, that being said, I don't think the Bears are a great team. A lot is going to depend on fields. I still have questions about – I don't know. I – Part of my pushback Just say is it. That, no, I don't care, dude. Just yeah, go for whatever I, I, you're... I I wouldn't push back so hard on this if it wasn't for like I get very frustrated at some Bears fans, and we've talked about a lot <laughs> recently, who are convinced that everything that's happening this offseason, this preseason are all like amazing signs, proof that things yeah. are gonna work out. I've seen people saying there's no reason we can't win eleven games this year. I'm like some of that stuff immediately makes me like if you're a fan and you're hopeful, sure, there's fans of every fan base out there right now who thinks – there's, there's Falcons fans who think they're
0: going to win the Super Bowl this year somewhere. I think I don't know where. I think – but I'll say this. I think the Bears can win 11 games if literally everything goes their way. Like every sure. call, yeah. every turnover, like fields – Which probably every develops. team in
2: football except the Falcons, that's true of them,
0: so. Yeah, like if everything goes their way, then yeah, I could see the Bears winning 11 or 12 games, but it's not that's just not football.
2: Yeah, I I guess my thought on this is that the Bears can leave this season feeling good about it, which might not mean much because some Bears fans will find a way to feel good about anything. Um, But Bears fans as a whole can feel good once the year's over because Fields is going to show improvement. I think some of the stuff you saw with Nagy won't be there and that's going to be good but I think there will be questions about okay how do we address some of these more obvious issues on our roster now and there's things to be hopeful about though like the Bears have cap space and all that this year though I think that the Bears finish last in the division not last in the NFC but I think the Bears are going to be a six win team Is kind of the final number I'm landing on
0: all right Alright, Um. so obviously again listeners if you've been listening to our past few episodes really throughout the whole summer you kind of know how we differ on our opinions with this. So I obviously I'm super plugged into Bears social media and I see everything you see and more and I completely agree that there are some fans that are way overblown. I think to be honest like a realistic a realistic ideal season if fields takes a full like Herbert Mahomes second year step to me is like 9 or 10 wins like i don't think you're getting 11 9 feels if-
2: like a really good optimistic goal where it's like Yes. To me, if somebody says, above "Hey, I think we're gonna win nine games this year." All right. Yeah. Like, I res- that's a respectful. Like, yes. that's a good above five hundred oh. record. That's if not everything goes right, but a lot of things go right, and the team
0: improves. Like, all right, that's. Yep, I see that. You know. Um, yeah, I think it's it's taken a while, but I think the Bears finally have figured out their offensive line situation, and I think there's. I think they're going to raise some eyebrows. I don't think they're a top unit like some of these Bears fans. Oh, a top ten unit? No, they're not. Like the offensive line, I'll be happy if they're a top twenty unit. Like just start yeah. there. Um, I think they are capable of that. I, I like I said. I think they will raise some eyebrows. The wide receiver room, Darnell Mooney. I think like you talk. No, I'm not saying he's Justin Jefferson, but in the same way that Justin Jefferson will have a breakout year, relative to him for what Darnell Mooney is, this will be Darnell Mooney's breakout year for sure. Like I think this is this year Darnell Mooney is like pushing 1500 yards and you know, 10 touchdowns or whatever. Like it'll be a significant year for him. Um, this yeah. is Cole Kometz. I I I believe in Cole Komet's breakout year I do not believe the narrative that he's a top five or really even top 10 tight end like this is Cole Correct. Komet's breakout year to me where he ends the lead ends the year as like maybe like the 12th best tight end but he puts up you know like you know 650 yards and like six touchdowns or something um I do think it, that's gonna happen I agree with that he'll have a couple really big games I think and he'll he'll raise eyebrows as well the, yep. de- the defense, I think, is – I think there's a lot of lost talent on defense, in my opinion. Well, hmm, no, I shouldn't say that. The defense is hard because the secondary is much improved with Brisker and Gordon. The line is weaker without Hicks and Mac. And I'm curious to see how the linebacker thing works out. I know Ro- Roquan's playing for a contract, but he also might need to make business decisions out there, which could be a little dicey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... But I, I think in the end, the reason the defense wins the day is because of the hits philosophy. E- Eberflus's whole system, his merit-based, or effort-based system, I think is going to pay extreme dividends on all sides of the ball, but especially defense. I think you're going to see... I think the, I think the Bears defense I'm willing to buy the Bears defense being top 10 in the league based on the philosophy alone. Um and as far as Fields goes I honestly was very I've always been excited about him and I've always been but I've always kind of been on the fence ever since I saw some of how he performed last year and I'd be lying to you if I said that that Browns game in the preseason didn't get me totally stoked. Like if you I don't know if you saw highlights from that, but he I think threw I saw all the touchdowns. He yeah. played like he ended mm-hmm. the day with like a 148 passer rating. Like it was like a perfect football. All three touchdowns he threw were like perfect balls. He had like perfectly talk about perfect balls, but he had like perfectly That's the next yeah he he like he like perfectly read situations like it was it was just so well executed that it gave you a glimpse of like what he can do and people want to rain on the parade and say yeah well it's preseason the browns had starters out the bears had starters out too like it's it is like and on the flip side if you know if fields didn't perform that well everyone would be ragging on him even though it's just preseason, right? That's just the way it is. So that's like, the
2: part I would say. Yes, I. That's I. I really like that take. Like, people will say, "Oh, it's just preseason." But if he played badly, they'll make fun of him. To be consistent, I'm on the side. If he played really bad in the preseason, I wouldn't care or say it's so, like I'm on the side where it, I don't think it matters. But I also think that when people play badly, like, <laughs> so I think that's you do need to pick one and be consistent.
0: And, so and I'm on for the side again, that it doesn't matter. So if you come out and suck, I don't care either. You know? And for me, again, it just gives me a glimpse of what he can do. Um, and that's true. And I like, yeah. I really think that Getsy's offense will play to his strengths. I, I really think he is going to be in an ideal situation. So at the end of the day, it's kind of funny because even though I'm more optimistic than you. My take doesn't really differ too much from yours. Um mm-hmm. I think that the Bears end up with seven or eight wins and I'm going to go I'm going to lean a little more towards eight. So really what's the difference between 6 and 8? Not that much. The Bears have a weak schedule like you're you yeah. pretty much have two automatic losses against the Packers cuz it's the Packers. But if outside of the Packers and the Bills when you look at the Bears schedule there's not really any one team on there that terrifies you um that you could couldn't c- couldn't inconceivably beat. So I'm I think it's very likely the Bears could win 8 and if the Bears win 8 I'm going to put the Vikings like right there at 7 or 8 as well. Okay. So gotcha. Lions I've I've set so, on this podcast oh sorry.
2: Real quick. so I have a, before we do Lions I think it would be good for us both to answer this like and I, this is a question i've had for like and i haven't asked this because whenever i interact with bears twitter doesn't go well <laughs> but um, all right like you know i'm for reasonable people who are very up op- for people who are like unreasonably ex- optimistic which isn't you but like i'd say you're optim like cautiously optimistic or you're optimistic about the bears like people who are saying like they think they'll do this and, and, and i'm gonna just, I think I should answer this too because I'm doing the same thing for the Lions. I think they're going to be better than people think. I think they're going to do this. What would be considered a failure? Like, what would you consider a failure for the Bears this year? So, if you go out and win four games, is that a failure? Then, like, are you? Is that the point when you question Lafleur? Nothing. Lafleur, Iberflus or Getzey or like, what's that point where it's like a bad thing? You know.
0: Nothing this year is a failure if Justin Fields takes the next step. That being said, taking the next step, you can't take the next step and not win more than two games. Like, if Fields is going to be the guy, if he is going to be an elite quarterback, he is going to have to win games on his own. And I think the Bears have more talent than people are willing to buy into. And so, if Fields takes the next step with those guys, like, for me, I will be disappointed if it's, like, five games or less. Like, what you said at six is, like, six is, like, the very bare minimum I'm willing to accept for this team. Because six is where they were last year. Like, you cannot be worse than you were last year with the new coaching system, in my opinion. Like, a coaching system that's clearly improved from what they had. Like, you cannot be worse than you were last year. So... Six and is my so minimum, Fields five. Comes... Okay. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So if Fields comes out and like looks bad this year, normally if you look bad with a new head coach and regime, still a young quarterback, you kind of like, hey, maybe you can still give a pass. There would definitely be Bears fans who would give a pass. Would you be concerned if he looks like still talented, but his stat lines, not as bad as last year, but he's like, barely more touchdowns than turnovers bottom half of the league in most stats like are you concerned at that point or no obviously you'd have to Um, see the games but just for as as a
0: bears fan beggars can't be choosers and we've mm -hmm. been so deprived of quality quarterback play that even if fields can end the year as like an average quarterback that's like a big that's like a big deal for the bears um if he's bottom of the league and things like if he's like down with Daniel Jones hanging around all year you're gonna get people asking for a change um and the fact is that even though he's a young quarterback the fact is that it's a young enough regime or it's because it's a new regime and they have their draft picks back this year and a buttload of cap space like if Fields doesn't work out this year, this next year's the year to move on to someone else. Realistically,
2: would be. I don't think that happens, but I, I don't I think so either before where I was like, I, I think some of the stuff about, oh, the the new regime doesn't even believe in Fields. That's obviously not true. But some of the Bears fans who are super high on Fields and super high on the regime, if that happened and they had to kind of pick loyalties would be very interesting to see who do they criticize is it hey they made the right move you got to move on but some people are like such fields truthers that it's like yeah. is that the first time they openly criticize the regime yeah, i don't know yeah it's i think i don't think it happens but it's yeah yeah worst case no, scenario I, hypotheticals but
0: the thing the, the thing the advantage that fields has is that even though it's a second year it's his first year in a new system if he doesn't take a superstar second year step, he yeah. still gets a third year. As long as for he sure. shows incremental improvement, that's all that matters to, to I be think on the team. that is what's going year. to happen.
2: He's yeah. going to show incremental improvement. The degree to which that happens is up for debate. I don't think he shows like an insane leap where he's like Joe Burrow level, but I also don't think he doesn't improve. I think he clearly will be better.
0: And I think it's a mixed performance. I think and that's why he'll it'll be incremental. Like I think he's gonna have games where yeah. he will dominate. I think he's gonna have games like the Browns game where he walks away with like four hundred yards, four touchdowns, and maybe like two interceptions. Like I think he's gonna have games where he is like gunslinger dominating. I think he'll have other games where he only throws for one touchdown and has zero interceptions. But he's very efficient. But yeah. Right, yep. like I think it'll be a, kind of a mixed performance, but I think Bears fans are going to be very hyped about him at the end of the year.
1: Okay. All right. Well, to be honest, yep.
0: my phone battery is dying, so I need to talk about the Lions here before I before I lose bat power. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Lions suck. The end. Um, <laughs> I so here's the deal. I have not been faithful with watching Hard Knocks, so I'm me neither. Not to be honest, in tune with I'm not in tune with the stories of what's going on, other than Hutchinson singing Michael Jackson. Um, I I've said that I don't think the Lions have improved enough to for me to move from a three-win team all the way to like a seven or eight-win team like that's a huge jump to me and I don't see what the Lions have done exactly to deserve that kind of jump like at least hypothetically on paper um sure the, the the schedule is easier and it's the second year under Campbell like maybe that helps with comfortability sure you're getting some injury guys back but any player that's coming back from injury, I view as kind of suspect personally. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially if they're offensive linemen and running backs where it's like, I don't know. I I feel like it's even plays a bigger factor. So, um, yep. I think Jared, I've always thought, I've always thought Jared Goff is worse than people thought he was when he was with the Rams, but I've always thought he's better than people think he is since he's left the Rams. Like, he wasn't all that I bad with, with the that. Lions last year. Um, yeah, I think that I I I'm a believer in DeAndre Swift. I think I think because he w- was he drafted before or after t- Jonathan Taylor, before he was the first okay. running back off the board. So because I've always I've always thought that Swift is just as talented as Taylor, if not more. And so mm-hmm. I think if he can stay healthy this year, I think Swift will have a big year. Um, and yeah. that'll be a big story for, for the Lions. Probably the biggest story. I know the Lions have a hopeful wide receiver room. I don't know. Again, you're playing with like an average to maybe be a below average quarterback. I mean, it'll help. I don't know. I just don't... I, I'm willing to give the Lions an improvement in wins. I'm willing to go like even like You know, three wins, but three wins based on the way I'm projecting the rest of this does not make them that still leaves them at the last in the division. Like, yeah, so I guess where I'm looking at this is like with Bears, Vikings, Lions, I think it's all very smushed together. Like there's hardly that many games to separate those teams. Like I could see the Bears, Vikings and Lions in any scenario really ending up all three of those teams being being the grand total of two games from each other. Like, I could see the Bears winning mm-hmm. eight and the Lions winning six and the Vikings winning seven. And I think, yeah. frankly, every party would even be happy with that. <laughs> um, so that's my take on the Lions. Like, I'm willing to give them improvement. I do think they will be better. I just don't know if I'm willing to jump to the point where it's like, oh, they're going to win, you know, seven eight nine games like i'm just not i'm just not there with them i'm willing to give them six yeah okay so yeah it's not because it's the lions it's like it's i'm basing it just off of last year three wins i just don't see a six uh, you know if i don't see a four five six game improvement from the lions go ahead for
2: sure and even like I think your criticisms are fair. The people who do say, oh, it's the Lions or are the same people who say Field sucks because he's from Ohio State. Like, it's just the lazy <laughs> take. But, like, your you're basing yours, like, even if we disagree on our conclusion, I agree with your logic. Like, I, the way you're looking at it, I could definitely see that happening. Like, I think the Lions are going to finish higher than that, whether it's because I'm a fan or just because – philosophy of football wise, like I put a lot of stock in the offensive line and running game. Um I think the Lions win seven games and I think eight is more likely than six. Um <clears throat> and get into like the question I had asked you. I I'm going to be disappointed if the Lions win less than seven. If the Lions win six, I'm not saying that people should be fired I'm saying I'm not satisfied with that, and we definitely really? need a quarterback change. So, yeah. Well, the quarterback like change,
0: I think, is going to be made apparent either way. Even if you win eight, sure. It's I think if be we win six.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. I. What I would say is I think if we win six, we need to make coordinator changes. I think we need to overhaul the defense. Like, I think something's wrong if we win six or less.
0: I disagree with that just because, to me – In two, I mean, I can't tell you to not be disappointed, but like to me, Mm -hmm. like if if I'm thinking of myself as a Lions fan, I'd be like, okay, second year in the Campbell under a Campbell team, this is him bouncing back from the Patricia-led teams, and Patricia was awful, and I'm like, last year we had three wins, and so then I'm like, six wins, to me is literally doubling your win total. I know it's not like. A playoff worthy number, but it's only your right. second year in this coaching system. And you really, even though you have good pieces, you really don't have like the quarterback is a huge missing piece. Like, once Campbell mm-hmm. and I always forget your GM's name, Brad um, Holmes. Holmes. Once Campbell and Holmes are able to handpick their quarterback, I think that changes expectations wildly for the Lions. Yeah, I just think – I, I, I just don't – I think it's possible for them to win six and to not be heartbroken because I think most people are going to look at that as improvement, and maybe you, you're you disappointed about that. I think – I don't think any yeah. changes will be made. I think – and it would be improvement. Mike, if the Lions
2: win six games, my, like if you tell me right now, hey, I looked ahead, the Lions won six games – my first question would be what went wrong cuz to me yeah something had to have gone wrong for you to not have won at least seven games. And I know you're talking about the difference of a game, but like you got to draw the line somewhere. 7-8 mm-hmm. wins like with that offensive line and if Swift, and maybe the answer is injuries. If Swift gets hurt or like Jared Goff didn't start our last preseason game and I don't care again at all about the preseason, but the Was that because I of saw, injury? No, he just they just didn't start him because they're trying to figure oh, okay. out who the backup is. They just released Tim Boyle today. Tim Boyle well, and David Blau both suck. Gucci Delucci so, like, is available. T- nice. I've heard people yeah. say they think we're going to get Mason Rudolph, which doesn't really move the needle for me. But like he's at least a legit backup. Um, like I, if Goff gets hurt or if Swift gets hurt, obviously change expectations and that'd be the answer. That's what went wrong. But like if you have a healthy offensive line what i think will be a top 10 for sure possibly like top six seven five offensive line like somewhere around there and you have a healthy deandre swift i don't see why you shouldn't be able to win at least seven games like you can win a lot of ugly low scoring games maybe the answer is the defense really sucked so then that the, the thing for me would be okay maybe we don't have to fire campbell but okay do we need to change our defensive coordinator like to me that means something went wrong um hmm. so I think this is gonna be a team kinda like we talked about for the Bears, where there's holes on the roster. We're gonna look at this team and say the reason we can't seriously contend for this division is because Goff just isn't the guy long term. The defense still is just not talented enough, but we see improvement. And to me that looks like seven or eight wins. You miss the playoffs, but you have clear improvement versus like five or six wins, it still feels a little murky, like did yeah, we really I hear drastically that. improve? So that's why I'm just drawing the line in the sand, and I, maybe I'm being impatient. They are digging their way out of a terrible rebuild situation that Quinn and Patricia set up for them, but mm-hmm. like I'm at I, the point I, where I, I need to see clear improvement.
0: I would wager too that six wins is tough, but I would wager that it depends. Part of it depends on how those six wins unfold, like. Say, like, say within – I'm trying to think of a a good way to say this. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the Lions' schedule looks like. But let's just say, like, within the first – I know it's easy, but I don't know how the teams unfold. But let's just say for hypothetical purposes, let's say that, like, the Lions find themselves, like, going into week eight at, like, you know – or – like one and seven, like really bad. But then they finished the year like five and four or whatever it would be five and five. I don't know. I feel, and if there was like a really tough run of the games there, like I feel like, yeah, you'd be questioning, okay, why did it take two months for us to get to this point? But Mm -hmm. if you have a building, if you're rebuilding team and you end, on a five and five run like that against like really tough competition. I don't, I feel like that changes the perspective of it as opposed to like something that was more akin to like the bears last year, as opposed to what if the lines were like, I don't know, like four and well, let's go with, let's say the lines were like five and two going into week eight and then they still in the year with six wins. Well now that's, that's probably fireable offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I
2: get that. I think that is a better of the two options. But to me, I'd struggle because it's like I'd feel like what we did last year. You start off like 0-10, and, and then you go 3-3 three and three your last six games. It's like, okay, yeah. now I can feel excited about that. But then if we go out and do it again, now I'm like, okay, is this a coaching problem? Are we I not prepared you. to start the season? So I don't know. Like – it, this all is hard because we need to see the games. Like, why? Is I can't it we wait up with this record. I can't wait to start but, seeing
0: some games because yeah. we'll finally, you and I will finally start to have some more solid ground we can argue on for our teams, for sure. And especially me being too far to this extreme, probably, but basically throwing
2: out the preseason entirely. Like, I'm more willing to see even if it's a small sample size, two or three games into the season, kind of revisit some of this and say, like, do we adjust expectations?
0: So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's finish this up with our NSC North Mary F. Kill, and then I got to go because I need to plug in my phone. All right. All right. Mary F. Kill, here we go. We have Aaron Rodgers' drug usage. Shocking. Kirk Cousins' vaccination status. <laughs> we have Matt Eberflus's hits principle – and my personal favorite on this list, Dan Campbell telling you that he'll fight you even if you have one ass cheek and three toes. <laughs> what a legendary quote. I still don't know what it means, but <laughs> it
2: doesn't mean Because anything. it's like if you have one ass cheek and three toes, it should be easy to fight you, right? Like exactly.
0: I, I don't get it. <laughs> Do you think he meant it the other way? Like if I have
2: probably i don't know i I think his point
0: almost was like i think his point was i think he was getting at his players in that context and he was like i'm coming after you and i think his point was like i don't care if you have one ass you can three toes i'm coming after you like i'm gonna i'm gonna get in your business Sometimes he does
2: this where I've noticed he'll, like, mix quotes or mix expressions, too. Yeah. Where he'll, like, he'll get a line from, like, a movie and he'll start with that and he'll end with a song lyric. And it's like, well, that didn't really work. (laughs) Like, he said, like, we're going to tread... The big one that everyone's laughing at was, like, he said, we're going to tread water as long as it takes to bury you. I'm like, wait, (laughs) now we're on land again? Right? (laughs) I do remember that one. So I was like, "Wait a second! You mean to drown you? No, to bury you." It's like, "Oh, okay. he may <laughs> not be the most
0: generally intelligent coach in the division, but that's okay." But man, he is right. passionate. All right? Yeah. So yeah. All <laughs> right. So I think it's my turn to go first. So, yep, I am obviously going to kill Aaron Rodgers' drug usage because anything associated with Aaron Rodgers deserves to be killed. I am going to. Um, I'm going to marry the hits principle because mm. I'm a Bears fan first of all and second of all because I want the person I marry to be putting their full effort in at all times and mm. th- I want them to be comfortable when I call them on their loafs hey you were loafing today when we were doing the dishes I expect you to do better mm. and if you don't you're running like that's I, I kind of like that idea. Um, There's normally a different uh, consequences for spouses who marry into the hits principle. But... <laughs> you know what? You know what? Just for that comment, I want you to drop and give me 20. Okay? That is right. not... That was a loaf right there. Um, and then I'm going to get freaky with Kirk Cousins' vaccination status Ooh. and Dan Campbell telling, fighting me when I have just one ass cheek and three toes. Because oh. first of all... I want to see what it's like to have just one ass cheek. That seems <laughs> like, I don't know, it seems... Is the other one missing, or does it just turn
2: into I don't one know. Big ass cheek? <laughs> I don't that know. Is, that is interesting. I would like to find out as well. <laughs> just send me pictures.
0: <laughs> I will. And I think right. I think Kurt Cousins, by not having the vaccination and not having the booster shots, I think it'll allow me to to fully experience all the flavors that COVID has to offer in the (laughs) middle of our three-way intercourse. So that's beautiful. Yeah. There's my, there's my answer. Yes. Nice. I am going to
2: marry the hits principle. Yes. Um, (laughs) I think it's kind of the least disturbing out of these. Like every coach, (laughs) every buddy who's done sports has some, version of oh we're gonna have have effort we're gonna be disciplined like this feels like a pretty safe pick where it's just like hey like it's a solid approach like i don't know if it works or not yet but like hey it's like it's you know nothing there's no major red flags here like there are with the other ones i'm gonna like my idea you don't like
0: you don't like my idea of calling your spouse on the loaf of hey i saw you slacking when you're making the bed today you better shape that up or you're dropping and giving me 15 again no comment (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: (laughs) that just feels like a very bad idea so no i will not be doing that
0: well my wife Um, is like seven months pregnant so i'm definitely not trying that yeah good idea yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um,
2: so mary has principle i'm gonna kill the abomination of a dan campbell quote um (laughs) Just because I don't want to know what that's like. Three (laughs) toes, one ass cheek. Does that mean, again, I have have too many questions. Is that three toes per foot? Is that three toes total? That's not very (laughs) many toes. Um,
0: I don't know. That's why it gets kinky, man.
2: It's confusing. It scares me. Tickle me with those Um, toes. <laughs> oh, all three of them three way three toes makes sense. three way um, job very nice yeah, very tasteful oh.
0: <laughs>
2: well my three way is going to be not because I like either of these people I just think it's a fascinating combination of no drugs versus all the drugs um, but and then also have the, the COVID vaccine? That, that they're both I'm definitely going to get COVID <laughs> um, but you have like Whatever, like, cocktail of pills Aaron Rodgers is taking versus Kirk Cousins, probably doesn't drink a diet Pepsi after 6 (laughs) p.m. I just think it'd be hilarious to try to, like, see how that all plays out. I think
0: the only non water beverage that Kirk Cousins has is communion wine, (laughs) (laughs) which is Welch's grape juice. (laughs)
2: like a good baptist boy that's right (laughs) so i just think that'd be funny to kind of like see how those worlds collide you know
0: agreed agreed well Well, good stuff that was very good stuff and again listeners i apologize if this episode's a little disjointed like i said it had some technical technical difficulties throughout um so bear with us hopefully you enjoyed the episode uh, we enjoy having you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you know all the different deals. Leave us a review if you could. Follow us, Fear Search ninety four, Michigan Hat on Twitter, and something 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 one dollar, which is as many Super Bowls as the Bears will win this upcoming season, makes a big difference for us. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and guys, get ready for some football. F the Packers. F the Packers, indeed.